I always ask my guests if they have any regrets. I personally don't have any regrets. Even when it comes to my tattoos, I have the silliest tattoos. Even my ET on my leg, it's still a childhood memory for me, and I love it. I've had tattoos on top of tattoos strictly because I wanted more tattoos. I started getting tattoos when I was 18. I'm 52 now, and I can't stop. I've had lazy treatment before on something on my arm. It's four tattoos on top of each other. And that experience at that place was pretty fast. It was pretty cold. It was in and out, swiped the credit card. Don't really tell me much. Didn't give me much details or anything was going to happen. So I never went back. So as of most recently, I'm so lucky enough to have had two sessions at Removery Tattoo Removal. My tattoo on my arm that looks like a big black blob is now super light. I've had two sessions. I have a long road ahead of me. None of this stuff happens overnight. You cannot take a tattoo off in one sitting. You have to be patient. And it's painful. They ice you up. It's super fast. To me, it felt like a bunch of rubber bands. But what's more painful than that is looking at something on your body that you think you're stuck with for the rest of your life. That sucks. But now for me, I'm really happy I started this journey. I'm slowly going to get this tattoo removed. I never thought in a million years I have any kind of real estate on my arm. I don't even know what I want, but it's exciting. I'm so honored to announce that One Life, One Chance podcast is now with Removery. I have a code. Use TobyH20 and get $100 off your first session. Call 866-934-4570 or go to removery.com. One of the most experienced tattoo remover companies in the world. Over 600,000 removal treatments done. 100 locations, U.S., Canada, and Australia. State-of-the-art peak-away laser technology, cryotechnology to reduce any discomfort. This is so exciting for me because all I do in these podcasts is talk about tattoos. From day one, if you've been listening to this podcast, we talk about tattoos, talk about getting removed, talk about getting covered up. So this is such a perfect fit for me. Once again, go to removery.com or call 866-934-4570. Use my code TOBYH20 and get $100 off. These guys are located everywhere. Try it out. Check, check, check. Welcome to the One Life, One Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morse. Today, I have a very special guest in my kitchen, and I just figured out how to pronounce his name because you always <laughs> call people's names by like the bands they're in, but Frankie Iero. Said it right? That was good, yeah. Iero. Oh, yeah. So what is that name? What, what are, what's your... Uh... Well, it's Italian, and then I think it got, uh, I think it got like abbreviated or changed on the boat, like when they came wow. back. Yeah. Cause it's probably it was probably like there's way too many vowels for a real name. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like it's all vowel. Yeah. Which is why, yeah, like a lot of people I think thought it was like Frankie Rowe, like like romance. Like I was like, oh, I'm Frankie Rowe. Like oh you know what I mean? shit. But uh, stage no, name. I, I never thought of that. <laughs> that is, oh, that could have been that. Yeah, I, I don't could, know if it was it a stage been. name or not either. Yeah. I think I think I would have been a different person though if if I was like, oh yeah, I'm Frankie Rowe. Like I think it, <laughs> I think it would have changed my personality. Um, so I'm pretty glad that I didn't do that. <laughs> dude, well, thank you for being here, man. Oh man, absolutely. I used to live like. Maybe four blocks from you. Really? Which I didn't know. Yeah. Really? Not that you probably want to give your address out on the, but really, on the podcast. But, but people know I live off of Pico, so around that area. Wow. Yeah. Holy yeah, I used shit. to live by the Grove. Wow. Yeah. When? What years? Uh, this was like 10 years ago. I had my son out here. Okay. I yeah. didn't know that. Okay. Well, I, Jamia had him, but you know, I, I helped. <laughs> <laughs> so you lived up the street. That's crazy, yeah. man. Yeah. Did you like it out here? Uh, I did. I did and I didn't. You know, I feel like for me, like, you know, I want to... Raising kids and stuff like that. I just wanted to have like a, you know, like I, I wanted a neighborhood that I yeah. felt like more comfortable with. Uh, this is, it's very much city living and I love it LA. Is. Like, like in my twenties when I, we didn't have any responsibilities and you can just like, oh, I'm just looking for trouble. Like you can always find trouble. Totally. And I like that. <laughs> um, 
but you know now like i'm i'm a little bit older and and I, even 10 years ago i was i was old enough to be like nah i'm, I'm just looking to like maybe like not dedicate an entire day because i have to stop at target you know what i mean like yeah it's like, yeah you know or it's pay true. for parking like you know at the fucking doctor's office and it's so it's true like crazy dude i see when you say that i think about that my like, yeah, parking is horrifying it is especially when you have like two i had twin girls that wow. were young and my wife was pregnant and it was like you i can't park anywhere and have you get out of the car like it like it's impossible it's true yeah so and so are you the only one in jersey still yeah that's yeah. so cool yeah and that's you born and raised born and raised yeah and so, what was it like there. going back there after being here? Is, is it was it cool to go back there and settle down? It was, but the it, you know when I dis, when I moved out here and and we had Miles and then like when I moved back, it was like right at the time the band dissolved and broke up. Okay, so that it felt a bit like a like a dishonorable discharge kind of thing. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it was nice to be home. Yeah, you know? and so so everybody spread out across the country. Yeah, and yeah. You're the only one on the East Coast, right? Mm-hmm. And how is that? Is that cool? Is it kind of just cool being the only member living out there? Is uh, that hard? No. Nah. No, nah, I mean, Especially these days, now, just, yeah, yeah, everything's so connected. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, still talk like four to 12 times a day <laughs> through text <laughs> messages anyway. Um, and yeah, I mean, like your communication is just, you know, nobody talks on the phone anymore. It's just you're just texting everybody. I know. And uh, you, it feels like they're real close. You yeah, know, I think you probably enjoying... talk to them more than people that live next to me. So. Yeah, same too. I talk to my band a lot. That's All a good right. sign. We can talk to your band. We're not on tour. That means you guys really love each other. I think so. You know, I feel like that that all that stuff, like where like um, the how the band broke up and all that thing. I feel like as hard as that was, and and and, and hard as it is to like find yourself after like twelve years of being in a, in, in something, and then like yeah. being like, oh shit, like how do I define myself now? Um, I wouldn't trade it for the world because the lessons you learn and like and the friendships build into a different thing. It's not just like, oh, we're not just friends that have like a because we we have to be friends because we're in a band. Yeah. You know, we have a business together or something like that. Like, you know, we actually genuinely enjoy each other's company and like, you know, care what everybody has to say. And yeah. Like, you know, care about each other's families and stuff like that. And that's that's an important thing. hundred you know? percent. It's crazy. The bands that like don't talk to each other, have separate dressing rooms, separate buses. Uh, they go on stage, they play, they leave, they don't say goodbye. It's crazy. So you handle like weird, a set man. list, and it's crazy, bro. I know. I've been on tour with those bands. Mm-hmm. You know, like everyone's got a manager. Yeah, and it's like communication is is nil. Like go through the management. Yeah, dude. It's I don't understand it. Wow. I don't think I don't know if I could do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that feels like you know just showing up to a job. Like you know, if you worked for a, a company. Yeah. And, you know, totally corporate. Meaning, yeah. Yeah. Do, do you see yourself staying in Jersey forever? I think so, but at the older I get, the you know the harder the winters are. <laughs> Bro, yeah. How old are you it's, now? I'm 40. Okay. I'll be 41 Damn. in like in a week. I it's think. so young to me still, but you guys have been doing it for so long, but yeah. you started younger too for sure. But I also 40, broke yeah. my body a lot. You what? I broke my body a lot. Okay, like, yeah. I got pretty <laughs> fucked up over the years. So um, I'm trying to think when I met you guys. I, I might have been on the Warp Tour, man, when Hazen Street was on there. Yes. Because I, I remember hanging with you guys and you guys just, yeah, that was, yeah. Yes. I 2004 remember. maybe. That was a fun year. There was a lot of fun, like a lot of friends on that tour, on that year. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I remember. Um, remember, Freddie like was dancing on your bus a lot, and we would come over. And <laughs> yeah. and that That's was right. Fun. Yeah, yeah. I remember you guys would watch us, keep it too as well. Oh, like God, all the bands yeah. were watching each other and stuff. And yeah, man, that was that was a fun year. Yeah. And to, you, you, so you, you were like a hardcore kid growing up. Yeah, I'm. Mean, you know, 
I was the everything kid. I used to just, I loved music so much, and I loved going to shows. I think for me, like, my dad was a drummer. My grandfather was a drummer. My dad really loved the blues and stuff like that, and that felt like like his DIY scene. Like, it was, like, you know, music that was made for, you know, like, them. You know, yeah. they made it themselves. There's like, one microphone in the room, and I kind of, like, translated cool. that to, like, all right, my blues is, like, is the punk rock or, or hardcore that's being, you know, like, produced by my friends yeah and and it felt like this diy thing in the same you know vein yeah and uh and i love that you know i i all i ever wanted to do was be in a band and um and just make music yeah with your you know? grandfather too right your, your yeah. dad and grandpa yeah and so you know that was that was a thing like how do you you know how do you do this and and not you know i didn't want to be like a virtuoso like i never looked at like mtv and was like oh like that could be me yeah just, that seemed fo- so far away you know what i mean like yeah i never thought i'd be like in guns and roses or anything like that you know Metallica. <laughs> yeah. like that shit was cool but like i couldn't do that i didn't i didn't think that that was me like i didn't see that myself in that like yeah but i saw myself like at the vfw hall like bringing a fucking can of food and like like oh i know that kid he put the show on he also has a pa like so it's cool. like you know all that was Jersey basement shows, man. Yeah, legendary. Man. So, seriously, I like that's how I cut my teeth, and that's where I learned everything I knew. Yeah. So, yeah, and so, did you get? Did you get into? Did you find out about punk rock and stuff when you were super young, like in high school or middle school? Yeah, I think I found out about it the way most kids did in the '90s was, you know, basically Nirvana, and, you know, and you know, you would see like a T-shirt that Kurt was wearing, and you'd be totally. like, "All right," so you get into Flipper, and you get into like the Melvins, and you find out about Sonic Youth. And then you start to take this this trip down the road. You find out about Black Flag, and then that shoots you back over to New York, and you're like, "Oh, okay, like Misfits, and then DC hardcore, and then like, okay, it's crazy, you know, man. That's 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 the roadmap, you know? Yeah. And then once you start to figure out, like, oh, wait a minute, like all my favorite bands are dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, none of these motherfuckers are playing anymore. Like, oh, wait, but there's still shows happening. What are these bands? Yeah. And and that's how you know that's how it went and then going to see you know i remember seeing and the, the shows were awesome because it was like it'd be like h2o and saves the day and like you know and, yeah and terrors playing too it was just like it was like you know all you were a band and, yeah. and you played music and you know it was that was the scene was like a mishmash yeah so i would you know whatever i could to like play i'd play with the pie tasters i played with the casualties i played with like you know like anything and everything yeah and you and um well, you started playing music in school. I know you said they played drums, but did you play yeah. drums as well? I played drums because my dad played drums, so he yeah. would show me that. And uh, you and good? The, no. Okay. No, <laughs> definitely not. No, I wish. And, and that's uh, one of those things. Where, like, um, like he had all of this knowledge, and I know he wanted to pass it on to me. But I always felt like, like there was two things holding me back. One, I never thought like I could be as good as him. Yeah. Uh, and and the idea of ever surpassing was like no way. And then the second thing was I really wanted to write songs, and I felt like I needed melody in order to do that. Totally. Flash forward or flash backward, whatever. Now uh, I feel like, oh shit! Like now I'm writing songs, but I wish I could write the drum beats to them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. as well. So I have an idea, but I definitely can't. Uh, I can't play it the way I hear it in my head. Yeah. And I, I wish I could do that. So I feel like I should really just force myself to to relearn how to do that. Ray Toro is really good at doing that. Writing st- everything like Writing that? Writing drum beats. Okay. Yeah, that's crazy. And so do you do, so do you start playing music while you're in school? Do you, are you taking lessons at all? Are you pretty much self-taught with guitar? Pretty much self-taught. I, I did do some lessons, um, but ended up really just finding out like, oh, this guy's like in a local band. He plays a lot of shows. He also teaches. I'm going to like get lessons from him and then maybe I can like play some shows with him too. Like yeah. it was that kind of a thing. Like, oh yeah. Like, show me this song, and hey, can I get on the show on Friday? Like, it was like that. That's amazing. Yeah. And so, um, 
How were you in school? Um, I was okay, but I really felt like I was wasting everyone's time. Like, uh, it was a means to an end for me. Yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't mind reading, but as far as like learning about anything that I, I felt like I wasn't going to use in my life, like that was a big you know, downer for me. So like, I ended up getting through with really good grades. I actually ended up getting a scholarship to college, wow. which was awesome. But I also then it, that made me <laughs> we're gonna get into my anxiety of things. But like <laughs> that made me feel like terrible because I was like I don't even want to fucking be here, and like they're paying for me to be here. What was the scholarship like, for? Uh, it, it was, I guess because because I had good grades and was poor. Okay, you know what I mean? <laughs> it was yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. So they gave me a job there. Uh, I got paid to go basically wow. to school, and then what was your job? Uh, I, I was like a, a secretary, like I would okay. file papers and shit, but like, you know, it gave me, you know, money for was this like, Rutgers. It was Rutgers. Yeah. Wow. We yeah. played there before actually. So oh, crazy no shit. Rutgers, Newark though. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, okay yeah. Different. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's different. Newark. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I didn't realize so I would drive, too. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I would drive from Belleville into Newark. And then I remember one time like, uh, this, a prostitute jumped in my window. It was real weird on my, like. Then I started to take a different route. <laughs> like my windows were up all the time. Yeah, Newark's no joke. Newark's man. no joke, man. Especially back then too. It was it was crazy. It was before like the Prudential Center and all that. Too. And for the listeners, this is uh, it's pretty much a fact. You can maybe I'm wrong, but supposedly that's where carjacking started was in Newark, New Jersey, according to according to New Jersey, according Drive. to Redman, according right. to a lot of artists I listened yeah. to growing up. Yeah, but Newark's no joke, man. It was yeah, it, and it really wasn't back then too. So but, I mean, that's where I went. I uh, I worked there, um, and. And I felt terrible because I was like, all right, there's people that probably really want to be here and are going to yeah. do something with this. And I'm just here kind of killing time until I can get my next gig. And then all of a sudden, like, it was like, all right, I'm going to go on tour. And this is the opportunity that I've been waiting for. I got to drop out. And I did. And, for my cam, right? And that, Yeah. Well, I, I went on tour the first time with uh, a band called Pensy Prep that was signed to yeah, Eyeball. Yeah, Prep. Yeah. yeah. Eyeball Records. Shout out to Vinny, man. Yeah. Wow. I didn't realize you guys are on Eyeball. Wow. We are on Eyeball, yeah. That's crazy. And, uh, and yeah, so we became label mates with my cam. Okay. And then when when Pensy broke up, uh, I got my first warning from uh, from college because I had been away for for the tour, and then uh, then then I joined MyChem and MyChem was going on tour, and I was like, all right, well, I can't take time off anymore, so I have to drop out, and I did. Wow. Were you guys rehearsing in your basement too, or no? Was that different? Uh, than that was Pensy Prep. Yeah, Pensy re- rehearsed in my basement, and then when I got to the point where like I was like old enough, my mom was like, all right, you gotta fucking <laughs> do, you know, do some shit. Uh, I we got a lockout, and, okay. and we shared that with MyChem. Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. You're label mates, and then you're to be in the band. That's crazy. Yeah, man. yeah. It so, was, and that that was like one of those things where it was just like, you know, I feel like my entire life things just kind of like felt like I, not to get like you know hippy dippy or whatever. Like, get but hippie, like, bro. All right. I feel. <laughs> I truly feel like like the universe will tell you things. Like if you're if you're able to listen and, and just like kind of like. You know, put things out there and and receive things in a, in, in a positive way. Like I agree, man. Shit works its way out. So like, you know, you're gonna see these signs along the way, and and if you're if you're in tune, you can receive the the transmission a little bit, and and that's just kind of how things happen in, throughout my entire life. Like, uh, my chem w- was around. How I long met, were they around for? Like before you joined them? Uh, they played eleven shows, all of which I was either at or got them. <laughs> yeah, wow. so like I watched the first eleven. That's incredible, man. Uh, the first one was a show that my cousin put on in uh, in Ewing, uh, New Jersey, and and Pensy like closed it, but like Mike and played, and I remember like standing on a chair at the merch table watching them and being like, "This is the greatest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life." Like wow, this band dude. is 
incredible. They're my favorite band. That, that was the moment I was like, this is my favorite band. And then for the next 10 shows, I was like, I get to watch my favorite band. And then they asked me to join. Dude. Yeah. It's cr- and so do, were you hanging with, so did you know them before you started playing shows? Them? Like, yeah, I mean, with- I met Mikey uh, first because he would be at the eyeball shows yeah. or eyeball uh, the house parties. Yeah. And then he also worked at Barnes & Noble. So we would nice. go there and he'd, you know, sometimes he would let us steal CDs and stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, that's, what, that's how we knew him. And then we knew he had an older brother that was like this creepy kid that drew comics. It's creepy. And, <laughs> yeah, and that was it. Like he never came out. He was like a hermit. Like nobody, like nobody really saw him much. But when he would come out, he was like super funny. Yeah, and I really enjoyed hanging out with him. And uh, and around this time, like Thursday was like blowing up. And he did uh, some artwork for Thursday, and he did some artwork for Pensy. And then one time he came to a party and told me he was going to start a band. And I was like, Oh yeah, you're going to start a band. And he was like, Yeah, you got any advice? And I was like, Oh yeah, you know I've been on tour. I should, I could tell you, you know, like I'm. You know, I've been doing this thing for a while now, <laughs> like that kind of a thing. Wow! And uh, you know, it was—it just felt nice for someone to ask advice. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, were you much older than those guys or no? No, so, I'm young. Yeah. I'm the youngest okay. one. <laughs> wow! Yeah. So, but he was like, "Yeah, I think I got some songs. I think I got a few people I want to start a band with, and I, you know, I think I'm gonna call it." Th- or Mikey said, "Like I should call it this," and uh, wow. and then I was like, "I think you should. I have a walkout. If you guys want to practice, like." Come join. We need the money too. Like if you got a if you got one hundred and fifty bucks a month, like you should come and. So hang what year out. Would that? What year would that be, would have been? I probably like two thousand one. Yeah, yeah. You know, right after nine yeah. eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's that was the whole reason he wanted to start the band, was he he saw it from the from the docks. Oh wow. Yeah. That's and intense. It was fucked up. Yeah. I mean, it, it fucked it fucked everybody up. It changed everybody. Totally. You know? um, that was a crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I just moved. I moved in 2001 here. Oh, wow. Really? So I had this weird kind of like guilt. Like <clears throat> I left my city. I wasn't there to protect the city. I had this whole thing. Like I'm mean, waking up. I, I heard like, that's why it happened because you weren't there. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I woke up with like 17 messages on my answer machine. I was like, holy shit on the news. It was, it was very surreal, man. Yeah, man. That's fucked up. It's fucking yeah. crazy. To take it back a little bit to your childhood too. I read something about you were in and out of hospitals as a child. I, get, yeah. Getting sick a lot. I was, I've always been sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, just lactose intolerant or... Lactose intolerant. I had like bronchitis, I think. Bronchitis really, a bunch, really yeah. yeah. Um, so you're always in the hospital, always huh? Always had that, yeah. I always had like, I, they put those tubes in my ears. I had my... Uh, Ear infections a lot, that's right. So many. According crazy. to the interweb. Yeah, is that, yeah. Well, they're but right you, about that. But you're <laughs> always, you're you're always, sick, you're always sick? Always sick. Always yeah. sick, yeah. It's crazy. I have like a terrible immune system. Are you good now? Uh, I mean... You know, I, I'm alive. Yeah. <laughs> I've lived through it. My wife, though, has the... I've never seen her. She's never been sick. I think once in the entire... Wow. She's, like, unbreakable. Damn. Like, the movie. And <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm like Mr. Glass, I think, is basically how that works. So you've yeah. been, have, have you been worried about that your whole life? Your immune system or taking care of yourself? I don't or? know. No. You know, you would think I would be. Or hypochondriac or no? Nah. I just know that it's. I'm going to get sick. You would think, though, that, like, a smart individual would be like, oh... <laughs> I always get sick. I should really take care of myself. <laughs> you yeah, would think yeah. that, right? And do you, do you like do you like going to ho- like doctors' offices now? Like, are you like traumatized from going to hospitals so much as a kid? You know, this is my. I'll show you, Toby. This is crazy. Oh, are you gonna pull some? Fucking... Watch this. So this, I travel with this at all times. This is emergency bag. This is just my 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 medications. Wow. Yeah, for real. Everyday medications. Everyday medications. Yeah. yeah. To keep you alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You yeah, got some vitamins you, in there too. Yeah, I'm, I'm shaking the bag, but if you were to shake my body, that's what it would sound like. Do you have vitamins in there too? Vitamins? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's all types of shit in here. Yeah. So, so what is lots one, of Tylenol? 
Lots of Tylenol. So you get headaches a lot? Uh, well, I bone breaks. I have like crazy arthritis. I get run over by a bus. I got I broke my wrist in ten places over the summer. I yeah, I'm like a fucking I'm a and <laughs> I'm a tr- walking tragedy, dude. <laughs> so you you've broken a bunch of shit. You've gotten stitches. Oh, you've been God. in the hospital. You like yeah, all of it. Your whole life. Oh, uh, whole life. Uh, yeah, because I used to skate. I was gonna ask you, did you skate? That's probably what oh, kicked totally. it off. Yeah, but also, but never good. I was never good. I always always getting hurt. Street skater. Yeah. Yeah, never vert or anything like that. What was, what was your best trick? Uh, fucking, I never got a kickflip. I never, never got land, one either. Never landed a kickflip. I never did it. Yeah, either, man. that's one. If I could, if I could have like a one bucket list thing, like I want to land a kickflip, but I, I can't. I like my wrists. I can't. And you can't. You can't. You can't. I can't do you it. Can't be fucking around right now. Can't man. fuck around at all, man. So you got hurt a lot skating and just oh yeah, everything. And else. Bas- I played basketball a lot too, and I oh, broke both my. I broke both my ankles twice. Basketball in high school? Yeah. Uh, grammar school, high school, yeah. You were good? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just loved it. I just it. loved it, dude. I just loved it. Same wow. thing with skating. I just loved it. And yeah. I would be like the one that would like, oh, I'm going to go I'm gonna go fucking ollie off those stairs. And they're like, you can't land that. I was like, I know. And you just did it. <laughs> yeah, I just tried Fearless, it. though. I kind of, yeah. yeah. I guess so. What other sports you play? I uh, played baseball. I uh, played soccer. Damn. Um, I Never good at anything. But just tried it. Just, just tried it, yeah. Yeah, baseball I was okay. At. I was I wasn't bad at baseball. But skating, what, what was you remember your first board? What kind of board you were? On? I had a Sure Shot. Okay. Which was a New Jersey company. Oh wow! Yeah, and it was the cheapest one on the wall. Okay, yeah, I never heard of it. I was like, okay, yeah, it's, yeah, totally. So you never had a yeah. power board, nothing like that. I or? ended up having a power board after that. Yeah, my friend like gave me dream. a Sea Monkey board. Yeah, okay, which is awesome. Wow. When's the last time you skated? Uh, well, my daughter was um, like found a couple of my boards and like wanted to start like learning. And start, you know, she got got like an ollie in stuff nice. like that. I was like, all right, very cool. Uh, that, and then, you know, over the pandemic, I, I broke my wrist and stuff like that, and uh, I I can't. I How'd you break your wrist? I, f- I fell off a ladder trying to hang lights for my daughter's birthday. Oh man, what a I fucking, know. what an amazing dad. Uh, season, what a fucking asshole. No man, you doing that for your daughter? That's amazing. No, yeah, you I fell you off know. a ladder. Oh shit! Yeah. But it, yo, seriously, I fell four feet. Okay. <laughs> but I broke my wrist in 10 places. It crushed it. Like, I have a cadaver bone in my wrist right now. Are you right-handed? I am. Ah, oh, shit. So, they put, uh, they, I crushed this this bone in here. I'm looking at his bone, everybody. Oh, sorry. Oh, and yeah, the I scar. A, Holy shit. Yeah, I had a spanning plate from here to here, so I couldn't move my wrist anymore. And they had a pin in here. And they cut me here, 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 and here. And I had two wow. surgeries. Yeah. They Damn, that's like gnarly. That's a cool scar, in. though. Oh, thanks, I yeah. like scars. <laughs> It's not bad as far as that's, the scars go. You're yeah. lucky you weren't playing shows at that moment. Dude, we were supposed to. And then, uh, you know, everything got postponed because of the pandemic. So this happened after you announced the... like We announced it, and then everything got postponed from the pandemic. And then, and then in between, I broke my wrist in 10 places. Oh, my God. Yeah. How long did it take to heal? Um, My last surgery was November. Wow. Yeah. Man. So And and <laughs> I recorded a record in December. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, I have it on my list. That's a record. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll the talk L- about that later. LS Dunes? LS Dunes, yeah. So that's like my Kanye like, like mouth wired shut record. Yeah, <laughs> through the wire. It's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that comes out on November 11th. That's with the guys from Sayo Cinco eating Cambria, Thursday. You, yeah, two songs out: Permanent Rebellion and 2022. Right. That's right, man. Damn. But there's Good so notes. much. This dude, there's so many fucking bands you've been in. It's fuck, <laughs> and I don't know if any of it's some of it's maybe not. I didn't know American Nightmare. I was never in American. I, I don't know. Say that on the that interwebs. Is, I that I don't understand. I am Graveyard Hybrid Death Death Spells Sector Twelve yeah. Raging the Full Effect, which it, I remember. That I played Give in, up the yeah. ghost. 
No, see that's again. So that's weird. another West project. I mean, I that, love that West, was man. I toured with them like my chem did. Weird, but I was never in the band. Yeah, I don't leather know mouth. Leather mouth. I was in. That's yeah, official. I did that one. Yeah, that's and, official. Yeah. And then all you solo. I remember you were coming on tour, killing it on tour. Uh, I was talking to Rusty about it back then when you were doing your solo stuff, and that that was that was amazing, man. Oh, thanks, man. Like, yeah, it was all, fun. All your solo stuff you're doing. That's all right. See, here's the thing. But there was like you and this and the celebration and the patience and the uh-huh. future of violence and yeah. You kept we kept changing like the different. I just love I love the the honeymoon period of a band right where you yeah. like name it and you kind of figure out what it is. I thought that you know like if my name's just in front and I just change the like the band name every time it's like it's an umbrella almost you know like it, yeah it's the same thing but it you know you bring in different musicians every time and like kind of change up the sound. And I thought that would be really fun. Yeah. And yeah. how was that going out by yourself and doing that? Like- it was fun. You know, I learned a lot. Um, I think, uh, especially in like at a confidence level too of like, you know, cause I, I started out just doing bands as many bands as I could yeah. with playing with people. And then, and then my cam was like a very large chunk of time. That was like 12 years. Yes. Right. So you then, when that was done, I was like, Oh man, I, I don't know if I know how to write, songs on my own or, or write a record on my own anymore. Did you do a lot of writing in my cam? I, I did, but it was like it, it, everything's collaborative. You totally. Know? Same. And so um, you start to to then doubt yourself as a, as a writer and as yeah. a musician, you know? And uh, and those those projects, I think, really built me back up, you know, and, and getting to work with, like, certain people like like Ross Robinson or getting to work with Steve Albini and stuff like that. Like, Sick. those those things, like, uh, there there's these lessons that you know you, you you don't learn just you know doing other bands. It's like yeah. when you're at the helm of it, like it kind of lives and dies by you. So yeah, and it's nice to stay creative and well, writing, to. especially on that when you guys weren't touring and all that stuff, and stay you know yeah, therapeutic, man. all that stuff. I have to if I if I'm not writing or being creative, like I'm just I can't like I'm not I'm not the person I want to be, the husband, the father. Like I can't like yeah, my yeah, personal yeah. life like totally suffers from it. Yeah. So this was like 2014 to like, even up until now, you, uh, Heaven is a Place is a Place. That's the newest EP, correct? Correct, yeah. That, that came out. 2021, yeah, yeah. Yeah, last year. Wow. You stay busy, man. And you were <laughs> yeah. touring on all these. I remember you coming oh, through. Yeah. I remember that. The longest I've ever not played a show was the pandemic. Yeah, Like since same. I was like 13. Wow. Yeah. My wife's like, this is the longest I've been home in 26. We haven't even toured yet. We're going to go next year to Europe. That's the longest tour we did was three years ago with Grilla Biscuits. Uh-huh. And my wife's like, you need to get out of here, man, because we've been here 26 <laughs> years. This is the longest I've been home, but it really shows how strong your relationships are, this whole pandemic thing, like being locked down with your with your wives or your husbands or oh, whatever, yeah. your partners. It's just, either you made it through or you didn't, but if you made it through, it's like, yo, you got a real awesome partner. Oh, hell yeah. Or, yeah, man. Hell it's yeah. like, especially for touring people, you know, like us. Like, Absolutely. Cause, and that's the thing, like, you know, it's funny, when you're touring so much, like, the thing that you would fight about the most is, like, trying to be together and not getting to be together, you know what Yes. I mean? And then sometimes you're together too much and you start to fight, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, shit. But I the know. only time me and my, my wife ever, like, got into it is, like, when we're trying to build IKEA furniture. Like, it's the only thing we fight about. <laughs> For real? Yeah. Oh, gosh, she's terrible at it. Shit's the worst. They could come up with some better <laughs> ways to make that furniture, man. I know. It's, I know it's a good price, it's good quality, but there's I, little teeny wrenches um, and all that shit, Yeah, bro. I know. Like, you can't actually use a screwdriver. Like, fuck, man. All right, so, like, the wooden down thing is 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 the worst <laughs> but here's my thing is like my wife is is a very intelligent amazingly like she's an unreal i look to her for everything like thank god for All her you guys been together uh shit 20 years we've been married going on 16 amazing man but here's the thing awesome. like she is very helpful when it comes to that stuff but you know like she's like i'm helping you but it's not help 
it's yeah. all uh, it's like detrimental and then you try to tell her like no i let me just do this myself and she's like i'm oh, fine you're gonna just gonna do it yourself and he's like yeah because you put this fucking thing in backwards now and now it sucks no yeah yeah <laughs> she took the initiative at first but then yeah. it's like oh yeah my wife will start something and she and they walk away and i'll do it or something maybe i'll do it wrong or it's only ikea furniture really everything else she can beat me at but, but I, I know i know that huge ikea i can see it right now in new jersey on the side of the highway oh yeah dude that's yeah a spot that's oh a, it's by garden state plaza yeah, yeah i remember you. that first that's came in it. yeah so yeah, wow. So I can see you making stuff like building shit. Wow. I like that. Are you a handyman? No. Me but I can either. I can terrible. build a fucking mean cabinet out of IKEA stuff. <laughs> what about like basic shit like I don't know, man, fixing shit in the house. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I'm, I'm terrible, man. I don't know what I, it is. Yeah. No, same. Here's the thing. My my father-in-law is a like a big handyman. He has every tool you can ever imagine. I try to learn from him. My dad was not. Okay. Like he was like very much like you know the Italian like no I played I'll play drums for you but like I I can't do fucking you know like I can't trim a hedge or like fix a door or anything like that like he would never never in his life I wonder why it is it because we, we can't say oh, yeah your dad is a musician yeah maybe it's because I don't know man it's such a weird thing and, I, and I'm trying to step it up during the pandemic how my friends been helping me fix my house I'm watching I'm learning uh-huh. I fixed a couple of things my wife's like oh my god you're turning into a man like. <laughs> Finally, like That's learning. Funny here. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Just like because I'm doing things. And yesterday, I bought my first blower, which for the listeners, like you blow leaves with it. Oh yeah. I paint it my garage with it. Well, so you paint it your garage with a blower? No, no, no. I, oh. I, I just bought a blower. It's like the first kind of real tool thing I bought because I was my friend had one. I was like, y'all want one of those? <laughs> and so I use it to blow leaves in my yard and my Love garage. It's like. I'm oh like, yeah, and I told my wife. She goes, "Oh my god, what the fuck's happening to you? Like you bought a blower? <laughs> that's like the most thing I've ever bought, as far as like a yo blower thing. and a shop vac. That's really all you need. Oh, I got a shop vac too. Okay, see, there you go. That's it. But I don't have to shovel snow because I don't live in the East Coast. You, yo. sho- you shovel snow? Yeah, it's fucked. And you're actually out there doing it? Trying. Yeah, Damn. I know. I I, I will say this though, like my uh, my wife's cousin owns like a landscaping thing, so he'll help me with like the plowing of the driveway. But yeah, I, I have to do the walk, and it's a long walk. Dude, it sucks. Be so sick to see you out there, like fucking. Sh- uh, I know. I do not miss the East Coast weather. I mean, I do Dude, love. It's punishment. I do. I miss walking, living in New York, walking. But New York's definitely a different place than it was when I lived there. Yeah. I don't know. I, I have a lot of friends out there. I, I I love the way people are so honest and blunt to your face, and they're. I, I love the realness of that. There's mm-hmm. people. I, I surround myself with East Coast people there anyway. But there's something. I've never met anybody that was like from here that lived here. Yeah. Have you? No. <laughs> Anyways, LA's so fake It's like It's who you surround yourself with Who you hang yeah. out with But yeah I do miss the walking of New York But a lot, all my restaurants are gone There's something about the East Coast When I go visit Especially in New Jersey As of lately I went to Asbury Park I'm like holy fuck Isn't it crazy what it's become What is this place dude, dude There's a pinball museum Like it's fucking awesome I know I, We played there back in the day Many times With Fury 5 All these bands I remember Oh seeing, man yeah I remember seeing a pig's head On the beach With a cigarette in its mouth Like a <laughs> chopped off pig's head on, and Just sketchy ass shit out there And now it's just like it's beautiful. Yeah. I don't know if I can even afford it or have a house out there. It's like, it's that's, gorgeous. That's pretty crazy, man. I know. And Jersey has some really nice spots that I've been it does. through. And there's a lot of people like musicians that left New York and live in, in New Jersey too. Yes. Uh, well, definitely during the pandemic too. Like a yeah. lot of people came. And all my friends that were like in Brooklyn or whatever, I was like, yo, you got to come to Jersey. And I got a few of them. Mm. Like I got Tucker, which is awesome. Nice. <laughs> and then I got James, my friend James Bowman to move up from Florida. So, yeah, that's cool. Sucker them into Jersey one because there's like some nice little small towns and little areas out Dude, there. It's great, it's like, man. Everybody's got kids now, so like neighborhoods and parks and stuff like that. Like it's fucking rad. And it's close to the city. You go to the city whenever you want. Yeah, exactly. Do you go to the city at all and hang out? I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. I love the city. Yeah, I love yeah. it too, man. But I don't. I would never live there. Yeah, I can't. 
I I need a little bit of space. I do. Yeah, me and my wife lived in a 400 square foot apartment on Fifth Street. We thought it was so cool and Avenue Second Avenue, and we moved here from there. Yeah, I'm like holy shit, space and yeah, what you get for your space and, and it's just a different way to live. It really is, and and you can be outside whenever you want to here. It's yeah. insane. But I just I don't I don't I'm a terrible driver like. I didn't start driving until I was Everyone 33. Is here. <laughs> so I barely, I don't own a car for a year. I walk everywhere. I got my son a car. I Uber. I, I take those scooters. I uh-huh. ride my skateboard. I stay in my little area here. Gotcha. But I was never, I never drove my whole life. And I'm just, I drive under the speed limit. I'm terrible. So like, that's the one <laughs> thing that sucks LA about driving. But I don't know. That is the one thing. And also too, I will say this. Every time I come out here and I spend like an extended period of time, everybody's like, dude, what are you doing? Everybody's out here. Move back out here. And then I know that the second I do, they're like, "Oh, but you move too far. Yeah. No one's cut. No one will ever come see you. If you <laughs> if you live more than twenty minutes away from somebody, that's like, oh, you might as well just go back to Jersey, dude. Like, you never see anybody. They suck you, you out here with the idea of friendship, <laughs> <laughs> but then they'll never come see you. That, that's really interesting. You say that because I have friends like you should move to Nashville. You should come <laughs> oh, to yeah, Austin. Nah, We're gonna hang it. out. I'm like, no, you have your friends and your family there, and I don't want to move there. It's still Texas, and it's still. <laughs> It's still Nashville. I don't know. People, but so many people move there too the past two years. But it's like, I know what you're saying. They like, come move out and it's all hanging. Then you never, you never see each other. Yeah. Cause it's, it, it's something like that. that's like four miles takes like 45 minutes could be or. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. That's why I was a little late today. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, here it's an anomaly. I don't know how you make any kind of an appointment or a plan out here. Like, I don't know how long it's going to take me to get 10 miles. I know. How far away were you at right now when you came to um, me? It was supposed to be uh, 10 minutes away. It ended up being like 25. Damn. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about, well, first I went to your show the other night and it was amazing. I haven't seen you guys in a million years and I was telling you before the pod that like the diversity, the different generations, the age groups, it was like just the people from different bands that I saw hanging out backstage, just, just all the different generations of people that your band has inspired. It's It was really beautiful, man. I didn't know what Thank to expect you. and I brought my son and my friend Chappelle and just the screaming alone was so freaking loud and just... It was like an emotional experience, man. I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with a lot of your songs, but not all the songs. And like mm-hmm. the ones that I know and just other ones I never probably knew, just the crowd is just like fucking, it's magical, man. It's, and it's 2022 and your band started in 20, 2001. Yeah, I know. It's, it's fucking, and I feel like, I mean, I can't speak to you, I just feel like the band is bigger than it ever was. I, I don't know. How do you feel in this moment? I, I like stepping away from way. the moment, you know? It feels surreal, you know? Um, we we uh you know I, we were speaking a little bit about this before we hit record but like to to me like i never in a million trillion years thought i would ever get to like to to do this at the scale that we're doing it you know yeah. i mean once let alone twice you know yeah that that's the thing i feel like a fucking unicorn cuz like this is like the only thing i've ever wanted to do and uh and the only you know like thing i'd ever was passionate about like that like i would sacrifice anything to do it yeah and um and quit and so, college for and quit college for, yeah for, quit everything for like I yeah there I mean there are sacrifices I made or like you know lies I told just to 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 get my foot in the doors of places or to do just to do this you know yeah and it's like it's a lot like you know when you get bit by this bug it's you know it like you, it's a lot like breathing like you just have to do it and you'll do anything to get it you yeah know? um so that that was always my life it was like how do I get a gig how do I do this how do I play in a band how do I write a song like. I just wanted that's what I want to do with my life. Like I yeah. love the art form of music so much. And 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 so, you know, my came came along and, and we were doing this and I loved the band. I believed in the band. Uh 
I've always felt like, you know, we were we were just a special entity, you yeah. know, that you couldn't really put your finger on. Yeah. And uh and it succeeded in a way that like I could do it full time and I didn't need to like, you know, worry about like, you know, cracking a nut like getting a, having a job so that I, that I could facilitate this like it became a job yeah. as well. And it was incredible and then all of a sudden, you know, we decided it's not working anymore and we should stop. And we did. And then it was like, all right, well, now what? Yeah. You know? And somehow, some way, like while the band was away, it it took on this this life of its own and became yeah. this, you know, even larger than life thing. Yeah. And uh I feel very fortunate to to now be able to then like now do it again and somehow it's on a even bigger scale. It's insane. Like man. you know, it doesn't make sense to me. I I really do feel like, you know, uh I'm blessed and 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 lucky and uh, it's the greatest thing in the entire world. It's if you can get it, it's the greatest job of the world. You yeah, know I, mean? I really truly I I live breathe like you know for my family and and for music and and I get to do it and it's fucking amazing. Yeah, what was the last real job you had? Uh, I uh, let's see, my last real job. Not that this is a real job, you know. No, saying. yeah, I, well, yeah, like a, <laughs> like where I punch my my ticket, right? Like you had a boss. Yeah. Uh, I worked at Pathmark, and then I worked. Wow. Oh no, I worked at Staples. Nice, yeah, I worked dude. at Staples at the Copy Center. And but here's the thing: I got the job so that I could make flyers. I figured for that. The, <laughs> yeah, perfect. And that and it was a way to get gigs. So, but wow. like the first, the other job that I had that didn't help the band at all was Pathmark. Yeah, wow. I was a cashier at Pathmark. And so, at what point do you realize or feel like this is my career? Like, hmm. I, I know it was before the Black Parade came out because. Even on the second record, right? Yeah, there, there was Helena on there, which is a pre- was a big song. I'm not okay, and I don't. But the first record too, that was 2002, and that came out, right? The first record, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, you guys were touring on that too, and had built a fan base, correct? Yeah, but it never felt like like I never thought like, oh, all right, I'm set. Yeah, you know what I mean, like you're always you know, <sighs> you're always working jobs in between, usually. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. you know what I mean, like. Here's the thing, like I grew up, my dad was a, a musician, my grandfather was a musician, but they all they all had they had jobs. Yeah. Like they needed jobs to enable to do this. Yeah. So it was I was a hobby. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it was like this is my passion. The job was always the hobby. It was okay. like, oh to have this to facilitate, you know, yeah. playing. And uh and so like whatever job you could get to pay the bills, crack that nut, like that's what you did. Totally. And I just always imagined that's what I would have to do. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so I I don't know. I I, I feel like maybe recently <laughs> it felt like oh yeah. all right this is you know but then again like the pandemic happened and it was like oh shit i might need to get a job wow you know like the one thing that you know how to do felt like it, it was stopped. taken from you I yeah no man so you know you better learn a skill real quick yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know but like when when so the first record comes out 2002 and then then the second record Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. That's 2004. Yeah. With all those songs I told you, the Ghost of You. All I mean, you know the songs, obviously. Those start getting radio play, all everything, video, all that, right? Yeah, but I would say this. Uh, I remember distinctly, like uh, you know, we put Not Okay out, and it was uh, you know the the label at least told us like, oh, we got it. It's like a hit or whatever, and we're like, oh wow, that's amazing, that's great. Uh, and then Helena, they were like, all right, we're gonna put this as like a second single. And I remember there was a a, a time like when the they put the single out and like there was like a week or two where like we got sat down by like the radio people and they were like hey you know we tried really hard we're sorry and we were like what sorry like this is amazing (laughs) and then all of a sudden like the next week it 
it took off and it became like the bigger it became bigger than that okay and wow. that's that was like i think everyone's surprised that that happened yeah and we were just like okay like hey listen either way is great <laughs> you know what I mean? like yeah we're just having a fucking blast yeah because we didn't think we were going to succeed anyway like it was just like hey we're just going to try this because we had like why not try it like this is yeah. the thing you always wanted to do like you got to like give it a whirl you know i mean that song the other night was more, a huge one man yeah i mean there's songs now like that i i'm I, the past five shows, like for for LA, like the set list for those shows, was really like that was the that was like my love letter to to the band, uh, to the to the the artistry that we we done over the years and and to the fans. Like I made those set lists as a fan. Like, do you always make the set list usually? I, usually, yeah. Like awesome. Mike, Mike, you'll help me too. But like I, for the most part, like I. You know, if if everybody's busy, like I, I do it. <laughs> so and you like I think, doing it. Yeah, I yeah. like doing it, and I don't think everybody else they don't really want to do it. <laughs> so yeah. like, you know, I'll ask like, you know, input like, hey, is there anything you want to play tonight? Anything you don't want to play tonight? But for the most part, I I just kind of put them together, and then they give me like a, oh, let's do, yeah, I like this, or like, can we move yeah. this? Yeah, you know? I love all the segues that Gerard does with his voice oh, changing and all that stuff. It's just so cool. It just sets a vibe, and like, yeah. it's not normal. Usually they talk, people talk, but he's yeah, it's sick, man. It just flows nice, right? I agree. I feel like. For my favorite or one of my favorite things about this like these tours that we've been doing is that uh G's been up there and I feel like he's really he's been able to just be himself as opposed to like you know feeling oh I gotta put on like a you know I have to say something uh poignant here or like you know thinking yeah about it like it, you're really getting a sense of of who he is and who we are as people up there yeah as opposed to like you know a caricature or anything like that. Like, not that, that he was ever putting on an act. No, but like, no, no, no. You know, he sounds great, too. He man. does, man. Ah. And the first time ever, I just, I'm sure people said before, maybe I'm late to the game, but he's got a real, um, he might, he's got a lot of Billy Corrigan to me, I think. <laughs> like, some of his, I don't know, Features? some of his, yeah, his everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure it's been said before, maybe I'm a new Jack, too, but like, yeah, and, and that's a huge compliment, obviously. But yeah, oh, just, yeah. I never noticed that till the other day. It's funny, yeah. Well, I think growing up too, like yeah, I think that was uh, that was a big influence. You know, the yeah. Pumpkins were always a a huge band for for. You can for totally Mikey see it G too, especially, but all of us, yeah. 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 And then also, I don't know why he reminds me of like Leonardo DiCaprio a little bit too. I don't know why this. He's a very handsome individual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just saw some. I was watching the other day just everything about it. Okay. Why? Why that? About. True, Gerard is related to Joe Rogan. I believe it is true. <laughs> okay. Um, Great question, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's weird. Like that came up a couple years ago, and it was before like he had like a, Joe had a podcast and stuff like that. We just knew him as like the Fear Factor guy and like the yeah UFC guy. But like G was like, I think I'm related to that guy. I think he's a cousin of mine because I think he was at a funeral. And I was like, that's so weird. I think I'm related to Dean Ween. <laughs> yeah i don't same you guys thing. never found out i never found no out my 100%. dad said my dad told me that that we were because dean i think was at a again at a funeral which is like a, such an italian jersey italian way to find out that you're yeah related to people but like some soprano shit that's yeah i mean that and but I, i've never hung out i've never met dean I've, you know and I don't think G's ever met. So there's no Joe. 23 and me to prove any of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, there probably is, <laughs> but, but I think it's weird. The re I think the way it got confirmed is that, uh, Ke uh, Kevin Smith was on the Rogan podcast and asked Joe. And I think Joe said, yeah. Wow. Yeah. But no one cares enough, I guess, to like hang out. So. Kevin Smith is Harley Quinn's dad. Who yeah, you know? yeah. 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 
Wow, yeah. man. Who's also a massive fan. I had on the podcast, and she had like posters in the room. Oh, she was talking about yeah. you guys. Like, oh yeah, she's amazing as well. She's very nice. Yes. Damn. Yeah. So yeah, Gerard. It's yeah. It was just it was just magical, man. And like it was just nice to see that. And I was it just lounged. <laughs> Look, I know she farts on guests so sometimes. And I'm sorry, man. If she farts oh, on that's you. Okay. Um. Okay. So the Black Parade. Th- that seems like the game changer. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I mean. It, it, you know, it was one of those things where it, it really funny because like when, when writing that record, like, you know, we were going for we were shooting for the stars. So know? there was did you feel pressure from the record before? Um, yes. To and have no. hits or anything like that or not? Well, it's also that's the thing. Like everybody, everybody's telling you like, oh, your sophomore slump, your sophomore slump. We're like, well, we already had the sophomore. Like we had a, uh, the second record was our sophomore. So mm-hmm. they're like, oh, well, then it's going to be the third record. Everybody's going to hate that record. Like, all right, <laughs> fine. So like you know, you're waiting for the 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 next foot to drop or like the the floor to get pulled out from under you and and that's just the way it is because yeah. in this industry like that's how it goes right like totally. you know, everybody loves you until and then they love you too much and they want to hate they want to kill you so like you're just so waiting weird. for everybody to hate you um and I was like and I kept saying to everybody like in the studio and I think I was trying to put this out in the universe to like kind of like cancel out the 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 maluk or like the bad mojo you know yeah and I was like yeah like listen we got to do everything that we have ever wanted to do because everyone's going to hate this record anyway and that it's just it's going to fail so just think it's going to fail and then we're just going to do everything that we've always wanted to do cuz and we're never going to have the chance to do it again like that kind wow. of wow and that that was at least like I thought like a good mentality to have you know what yeah. I mean so like cuz fuck it like when else are you going to be in a fucking studio like this and like oh I want a tube on this song. Like, call the t- call the tuba guy like yeah when else are you going to get to do that shit yeah so that's the shit that we did and and turned out like People fucking connected with the record because it was a great record, and um, I don't know, man. I, it it was one of those things where just life has a funny way of working out, man. It's yeah. it's like weird. Like we were all like in the right place at the right time. I don't think that record could have been made with anybody else or any other group of people. And uh, it was just like we all drank the Kool Aid and we just fucking went for it. Yeah, and, and the fans were stoked. Like it seemed that way yeah you know and i also mean new fans obviously yeah i think also too like you know we'd already been through that, that thing of like you know like you know the people yelling sell out or whatever the fuck and like you know you know just because we had gone to like a major or, you know whatever but it's that's so a, crazy back then yeah it was but at the same time i think when we were coming up like we didn't fit in with anybody anyway so there wasn't a lot of those gatekeepers that were like that passionate about our band mm-hmm. like they had already told us that we like didn't belong to this you know, somebody had eyeliner on, or somebody like fucking wore the wrong T-shirt or something. Yeah, you know I mean, like, you know, so crazy how that is, man. Yeah, but that especially you know, when there's the misfits who like inspired everybody. Yeah, I know, but that, still, uh, yeah, it's it's weird, man. Because like, same thing, like like cancel culture, right? Like, you know, yeah. nobody's going after like old misfit songs. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just like thank and thank God, like I, you know, like I feel like you have to separate that shit. You know, yeah. the time and the artist needs to be separated from the art sometimes, and I I, I feel like. There's shit that I like that, you know, I just like it because I like it. Yeah, and there's a reason why we liked it, and the reason yeah. why it was punk, and the reason why it was shocking or it inspired us in a certain way, yeah. you know what I mean? It but wasn't. I know where it came from, and I, and I know, like, the time that it came, and I'm, you know, yeah. not fooled by it now. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know there's a lot of hardcore songs from a lot of bands, and, punk, and, pop, and a lot of bands that stopped playing some of their songs, had some crazy lyrics in it back yeah. then. That, that went with the times and say, you know what, this isn't appropriate anymore. And they stopped playing it, which I respect that too. But I also love those songs because they were so punk and fucking honest. Time and, and a place. Yeah. yeah, and crazy when I was a kid to hear. I was like, holy shit, they just said that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Now it's just like a different world. It is a different world. Yeah. And do you guys feel weird being, not really weird because you have nothing to really cancel you guys, but you're back in this new world, like yeah. playing again. And it's just. Well, I, I'm, 
I feel very fortunate that none of us were scumbags. Yeah. 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 It's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Thank God. <laughs> well, nobody was just, there was no really internet or filming and shit back then. So it was just different, you know? What yeah. I, mean? I guess I we, feel, we had I feel, the message boards, though. Which I'm very ones. nervous, I think, for my kids growing up in, mm. in this new age where, like, you can't make a mistake. That, yeah. I think, is a real, that's a real slippery slope, man. Like, and especially film a mistake. Yeah, man. Like, you got to be able to make mistakes and learn from them and have regrets. And, and like, you can't be the same person you were at 10 that you are at 40. No, nah, man. You can't. You're not fully developed, man. It doesn't work that way. And now you might get checked for it. Yeah. It sucks. It does, man. It's, there, like, yeah. it's scary. It's a great point because all our kids know is the internet. Yeah. Like, we, we had lice before that, you know. Before social media, did you say we have lice? Lice. Oh, lives. lives. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I was we, like, we, no, had, yeah. we, we, had, we had like lives before social media, and we got to go outside and do exactly. all these cool things. Not that the kids don't go outside, but just the social media stuff is just. It's just that the internet is so permanent. I know that I, I I worry for not just my kids, but just kids in general these days. Like of like, fuck, man. Like you should. You really need to the pressure need, to yeah. be perfect. Yeah, man. Write in pencil first before you go to like to pen or to marker. Mm, that's know? a great point. I don't know. Yeah, but it's true. Like growing up with that and just yeah. Do you, do you keep your kids pretty private off the internet? I do. Yeah, I, I feel like I love that. I, when they were really young, I, I never wanted like uh, you know their photos up or anything like that, and I, I just wanted them to have like a normal childhood of privacy. And I feel like you should get to decide. You know, for you, what gets yeah. put out there that's so permanent. So um, now, though, like my girls are, are 12. They're going to be, you know, they're almost teenagers. Like they're coming up on that 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 cusp of like, you know, I, I want to experience the world myself. I want to make my own mistakes. And I can only, all I can do is like teach you as best I can and then kind of let you go and, and, and do that. Yeah. You know, I don't want to, there's a fine line between like sheltering too much and. and um, totally. Yeah. You know, and letting them make make mistakes you know? yeah it's just that open communication that's the most important exactly talk about everything exactly. do you do your uh, do they like my chemical romance they do but they, <laughs> they uh, i i don't know how much of it is like they like they love like they're so yeah that's the thing like they're so there's the sweetest most amazing people i i know like probably everybody feels that way but like <laughs> they're so kind to me and i don't know i i they've come to a bunch of shows it's and cool. they, they sing along but like I'm sure that they'd rather be at like a Harry Styles show or a fucking. So they like Harry Styles, they like all types of music. My son though doesn't. He's it's how old is he? He's ten and he likes Iron Maiden. Wow, which is awesome. Sick. Yeah, but he also likes Imagine Dragons. Okay, and yeah, and he also (laughs) likes uh, he really likes Shrek, so he loves the Smash Mouth songs. So it's like a very wide array of, of things that he enjoys. That's cool. Yeah, my son loved Shrek growing up, and he loved that song. And yeah, he didn't even know what band it was, and that's such a. Damn, that song's massive. Think about that Isn't song. Isn't that crazy? Shrek. Now, think about this, though, right? How many people do you know that own a Smash Mouth t-shirt? None. None, right? Like, So, like, who's, like, <laughs> it's, it's who's the fans of that band? And it's, like, one of the biggest songs or biggest bands. Like, if you think about it, right? Like, everyone knows that song. Yeah. But if they were to play a show, who's going to the show? I know. Isn't that weird? And so maybe little kids with their parents just to see the one song, which they maybe. probably play at the end anyway. I said that to me feels like like a festival, like a, like a oh, like oh you went to the fair and they're playing. Yeah, right? I, like I you wonder, think, can they tour? I think they do tour. Really? But I also heard that guy said some weird thing on stage. That did happen. Yeah, some but Trump they replaced him. I think. Okay. I think they have a new singer now. Uh, oh, what? I know. So do you think one song like that in the Shrek movie, you're set for life? You think that one song could change your life? I think the guy that wrote it. Okay. Is. 
Maybe. True, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you know I mean, I don't know. I, I then again, I don't know. Also, one of the big songs was was a uh, uh, monkey song, right? Mm. Right, daydream believer. Isn't oh that, yeah, that's yeah, a monkey yeah. Song, right? That's another one in there. So I don't know. I'm very curious. I like Smith House is, is is one of those like it's like it's like the Firefest documentary or like or like the Woodstock '99 documentary. Like I I want to know more about them and like yeah. what happens now and like are they okay or like I don't know. Mm. It's a very it's an anomaly to me. Like to get that big but not be that big. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like Yeah, be careful. I don't know. It's you're famous yeah. for one It's song. like almost like Q Lazarus to me. But in a totally different way, of course. Mm, okay. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. know she just passed away. But what an amazing song. Damn. And didn't do very much else. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I don't know how you hit it so hard like perfectly on the head and then disappear from it. It's just like that song just got picked for Shrek. Who knows other what other songs got chose or who was yeah. in the mix? And then that just like I was talking to Tegan last night about everything is awesome. Oh the, yeah, in the yeah. Legos movie, and just like her, them, her getting that song and them singing on it. I don't know. And just all of a sudden, boom! It's just it's it just puts them in a different stratosphere. Yeah, but it, like it's crazy, it is right. Did you guys have songs in movies? Um. Well, yeah, we did a watch. We did this uh, song for the Watchmen. Okay. Oh yeah. We did awesome. Desolation Row, which a cover, a uh, uh, Bob Dylan cover. Awesome. And that was that was actually one of my one of my favorite experiences in my entire life because we got to record it uh, Electric Lady in the oh, city. Amazing. And it was ah, uh, I love the way that song came out too. And we had to do a huge video for it too. And Zach Snyder, Zach Snyder like directed it. It was that was crazy. That was insane. Yeah, Electric thing. Lady Studio for the listeners is a historic place. It's on Eighth yeah. Street, right? Uh, that I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, I know. Rancid yeah. did some Alcon the Wolf stuff there. Oh man. Right. It's just a legendary like studio. Mm-hmm. Pinkerton was done there. Wow. Yeah. Are there are there any bands that you would like at this time in your life would still love to play with? Oh god. You never get to play with. Yeah. You know this this is like the, that question that like like when you go into a record store and you've been looking for like you know twenty <laughs> records your entire life and then you're like I have no idea what to look for right now. But <laughs> that's yeah. the question. That, you know. Well, um, like a band, I'm sure you guys play with a lot of the bands you loved or got to play with. Like we, we we've been very lucky, you know. What was the band you played with already? That you were like, "Holy shit, we're playing with this band." Oh, man, on the, on this tour, Not just in general, just in general. Um, I got, I got to do a song with Kimia Dawson on this tour. That okay. was like a fucking bucket list for me, and I okay. love her so much. Um, that that was huge for me. So That's we got awesome. to do a multi pitches song together on stage. That was awesome. Um, Thursday is always like, I you know here's the thing like they were always like the big brother band. For Thursday, us. yeah. Growing up, and 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 they always looked out for us. And now, like, we get to play with them. Now I get to play with Tucker and Tim and and LS Dunes and stuff like that. That band, and over the pandemic, I actually got to play with them too. I did like a couple of uh, um, live stream performances and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and like really like getting to learn their songs and play their songs with them. Like I have such a a new found like respect and and appreciation for those songs because I had no how it was written and what was played and shit. Yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. my god. So that that was huge. Uh, That's cool. Norman's playing with them too. Norman's, right? yeah, exactly. Texas so well, there you go. Texas, the reason that would be another band. Uh, oh Damn. God, I went. I saw that reunion, and I remember uh, sitting down with Norman the other day. He remembers me being at the merch table, really, <laughs> for that tour. It's fucking yeah. awesome. I love Norman. Uh, He's such a great guy. Such a great guy. So what what was like the discussions or final discussions where like okay we're, we're gonna come back? Like what inspired that? Uh, it was a barbecue. We we did an MC uh, MCR barbecue in 2017 just to get the kids together, and we hadn't seen each other for like you know two years. Two something years, like that. okay. And um, and we we just kind of hung out, and that was like the first time we didn't play any music, we didn't do anything like that. We were just like, 
why 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 don't we hang out anymore? Kind of, <laughs> yeah. it was like kind of a thing like that. And yeah, it just took some time, you know. Uh, and then I think maybe a year later we got the barbecue together again, and then we played some music, mm. and it was really fun. And uh, Just playing I, those songs again, yeah. yeah. And I have, I probably have like a, a phone recording of it Damn. somewhere, just for us. No one will ever see. Yeah. But uh, that was like the first time we played anything, and we played like maybe five or six songs. Just jamming. Just jamming, and and our, I think our wives were there, and like they would pop. It was their in New Jersey? In. No, it was in California at G's house. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then um, we, was it? Were you was it? We excited? We nervous? Was it a weird feeling? Like just playing again? Or? It was nerve wracking, like going into it, because it's like, all right, we're we're friendly, we're being friend, we're friends again, we're in each other's lives again, but like we haven't made notes, we haven't made noise together, like that could change the dynamic. Do you want to sacrifice the good? If you know, I mean, yeah. like what we have, what we have now, and it just ended up being the best thing in the world. So we're like, oh no, this is really awesome. We should yeah. do this. This would be really fun to do. And then what it's all about originally, yeah. you know what I mean? So I think like, you know, and then the two years of just kind of talking about and dancing around it. And then we really, I think, decided in 2019 that if we were going to do it, if we were ever going to do it, we had to do it that year because that was the the shot call. Yeah. You know, and uh, and and yeah, we did the reunion show and then we were like, this would be fun to, to do again and again if we yeah. did it on our own terms. And, you know. And we just, we've was, been really lucky, man, to be able to do it the way we do those it. Those England shows looked insane. They were unbelievable. Unbelievable. It was like a couple nights at the same spot, right? Yeah, we did three nights at Milton Keynes. It was like 20,000 a night? I don't know. I think it was bigger than that, but you're being humble, but it was crazy. Though. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. And then, and the and ending of my camera originally, was it was it too much? Like, you guys got burned, the business, just everything? I think it was a lot, a lot of, of moving everything. parts, everything. Yeah, you know? Because when you get to that level, too, there's all kinds of, sh- you know? Got manage your business, manage your lawyer, label. It's all kinds of. Yeah, but for us, like, we that, that never got in the way. No, that's nah, like, yeah. I mean, we've always, you know, Stacy was always like, she was always our lawyer, and then eventually became our manager, and that was okay. You know, she's she's really she's a member of the band. Okay, you know, that's awesome to have yeah, somebody like that. It's fantastic. Somebody you really trust. She's like you know a mother figure, a father figure, a, a friend, a, you know, a bandmate. It's great. So that, yeah, so that was just. Yeah, I mean, so now you're back, and now it's what's next? Is it be new songs? You think? I don't know about any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> but you're just enjoying the ride. You're just like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It's like, uh, it just, it, it, just fun playing again. It is, and I feel like, especially with like these LA shows and the way that we we did it, the song, like, I feel like no one, no one has bigger balls than us right now, because <laughs> like we, <laughs> I, I pulled out songs that like. You were texting me about like some old yeah. demos that you guys like kind of finished <clears throat> backstage yeah. or whatever. Yeah. That was the thing, man. It was like, all right, can, wow. can you rip a song like like a song that we did in 2001 and never released? We we demoed it, but no one can find the fucking demo of. And like the only survivable recording that anyone can find is like from a sound check at knitting like knit, uh, was it uh the knitting factory wow, in new york city dude. that's the only recording of it so we had to like go back listen to that and then relearn what we thought was being played and then also like all right well how would we play it now and so like the night before we played the song which was the last show um i just rewrote parts for it that i thought would be you know like all right this is what i think i, w- I played then this is what i would have played now and i think it works best and we kind of rewrote the song the night before and then tried to rip it 
with songs that we've been doing for like you know six months and like <laughs> yeah. that like you feel like a badass when you can do that man like that's amazing like yeah that, you feel like a musician that the musicianship and the artistry like that can't be fucked with you guys are so tight you, you guys doing sound checks every night to perform yeah so yeah like especially like if that's all there's a night like all right so like say last night we're gonna do you're gonna do three songs that we haven't done you know um we we played this one like maybe in 2000 three played this one maybe like you know 10 years ago wow let's see if we can <clears throat> get them in the set and like that was like yeah i give a lot of the, everybody was amazing especially though uh jared alexander and jamie Mulberg, man like they're motherfuckers on their mm-hmm. instruments and like no one got mad at me when i would try to pull out a song like that for like you know hey listen we haven't done this shit in 25 years <laughs> that's fucking <laughs> like, yeah. crazy you, by the way you've never played it you've never heard it you weren't even in the band at that point <laughs> Like, can you learn this for tonight? Yeah, you're gonna rip it in front of like seventeen thousand people. And so you guys are practicing a lot for the tour. Yeah, man. I I, I was backstage too because I'm learning Dune songs as well. And there was a couple of double headers I did on this tour, so uh, I was you know trying to learn those songs. And then we also had like a bank of like fifty My Chem songs that we we're pulling from. Wow. Dude. So right at any given moment, I got probably like seventy songs in my head. Seventy. Maybe yeah, close to that. So, <laughs> dude. So this, I mean, <clears throat> after Black Parade, there's like four, well, you had like a four-year gap in between that, too, before Danger Days. Yeah, right? yeah. But we wrote we wrote a record in between that. Um, it was just, it didn't really get finished. Ah. You know? Uh, it, it it was like one of those, like, ah, we don't know what we're doing, or... Is that the one that came out as Conventional Weapons? Correct, yeah. Which the- ended up being some of my favorite recordings that we've ever done. Like, some of those songs on there are, I don't know, they're some of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. And then the greatest hits came out, mm-hmm. and then the, this new the newest song just came out twenty twenty two the foundations of decay yeah six minute long song yeah it's which pretty is pretty sick if you yeah. think about it the first song we ever put out was was vampires never hurt you yep and I mean if, first song that like was recorded in a studio not just like an attic somewhere and that's a six minute song okay and so we like the last song is a six minute song so it's like kind of mirrors so it. just this one song out for now yeah yeah that that's all we have really I mean <sighs> you know there's you know, you never. I, I don't you probably know. get inspired after all this stuff, though. You know what I mean? Like, which you know, I feel like a friend said to me once. You know, when you're on tour and you're doing, you know, like you know, 12, 20 songs or whatever every night, you're yeah. the best at those songs, but you're the worst musician you're ever gonna be if you've ever been out doing like the same twenty songs for six months. Hmm. And it's true because like you're not moving those creative muscles. That's a good you're point. You're just like a fucking copy machine at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. When we were doing this, it was like, it'd be really great if we can continue, like, the creative aspect of it. And, like, every night, you know, like, oh, we got to play this song that we haven't played in however long. So you get the, Keep showing your toes, keep too. Keep showing your toes, yeah. yeah. And, you're, and every night, too, we're like, there, there's certain things, like, solos are being uh, just ad-libbed and, like, different interstitial stuff. So it keeps you it keeps you going and it keeps you satiated in that creative aspect. You yeah. never get bored, you know, it, you're never on autopilot. You're always thinking about what's coming next. Yeah, that's a great point, actually. I need to change my freaking set list. I played the <laughs> same songs for like fucking 26 years. I know. But that's but a great dude, point. It takes it, a lot of work. Man. Yeah, but it gets you creative, but uh, your creative taste buds going, and you can push yourself and learn more. Like, especially Max is playing drums now, and he's picking the set list, and he's picking old songs that we never oh, played wow. in years. That's awesome. And it's a new energy. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, that's super fun. That rules. Because it, it keeps it fun. You want to have fun, too. You do. You <laughs> it's know? It's not just. To please everybody else. I mean, listen. There's there's something to be said about a well oiled set list that like like when you're putting on a show, like say like a um, like a Green Day or something like that, where there's like you know stage things that are happening, props are happening, and things are going off. You need yeah. to keep it set. You know, I get that. But if you're not doing pyro and you're not doing you know like 
these things, like if you're going up there and you're trying to showcase the, you know, the, the band, yeah. especially after so many years, I felt like that was the thing. Like we're, we're, we're really celebrating the love of the, the songs that we wrote in the band. Yeah. So that's what it was about. I'm sure people really appreciated that. Hearing I hope some, so. Like, I did. Deep cuts and shit. I had a fucking and, blast. Um, what about balancing like family and your career? Is I just it? want you to know real quick that was her. It would, that whatever you're smelling is definitely not me. Oh, she farted. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, man. No, it's okay. I just want you to be. I want you to be aware. She just farted on. Uh, <laughs> we'll just say no. She's farted on the greats such as Josh Brolin. She farted on nice. my friend Nandi. You should do like a fucking like a uh, note. Yeah, like a picture of the person who got farted on. I'm sorry. That means <laughs> that must mean something that she loves you. I don't know. Hey, she's comfortable. I'm sorry. Right. I feel bad if she's farting. Oh, on no, it was it wasn't you. It's all right. <laughs> um. Obviously, you, you've been able to balance your, your marriage and your being a dad and yeah. a husband with your whole career. Yeah. Which is not easy. It's not, but I feel like, you know, that's testament to meeting the right one. Totally. You know? You handle you being away and yeah, what you man. do. And it's a real special respect to person to be a sailor's wife, you know? Yeah. 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 It's, that shit ain't easy. So it's you not. need somebody that, that, like, you know, that that can be independent and that, that can be their own person, but at the same time, you know, like miss and love you from afar. Totally. You know, and, and that trust and, and, and trust, that friendship exactly. and that bond. That's a big thing. It's so important first and foremost. Absolutely. And that friendship and like, yeah, man, especially because people think a lot of people in bands are just wilding out. They're not married. They're just partying. And like, there's a bunch of like right. kind of normal people, like relationships that actually have a real home life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're cutting lawns and they're shoveling snow and they're being domestic and <laughs> yeah, and then you're like on stage and okay, go yeah. Bye. That Peace feels out. like that's real life though. Like this, yeah, sh- the shit that we do up there, like that's f- it's fun and I love it and I would do it. I would do anything to get to do that, but it's not real life. You yeah, know? it's that's fantasy not, and reality, right? Yeah, man, I get to I get to do that. Like I'm lucky I get to do that. I mean, it's really happening. This is what you do, but that reality of being on tour and just all you have to do your responsibility is just play music every night. yeah totally yeah it's crazy when you go away and you have no responsibility just to play yes but also but, you're checking on your family all day and just fucking yeah but that, that thing man like the thing that we do up there like the preparation for that it's exhausting yeah it takes it it's draining yeah it really is man it just looks like it's just fun and easy but yeah but that's because you're a professional to make it look like that <laughs> yeah. you know but no, you know totally. shit's going wrong when everything's going wrong and you're still up there like yeah this is great like, do you, you get nervous do you get nervous every night every fucking night every night I feel like if you don't, I don't know. Is it as fun? Yeah, it's a good point. I don't know. There's something about that. I always have to go to the bathroom before I play. Oh, my God, dude. I, that's half these pills are for. <laughs> but I will say this. Like, <laughs> like, that if it doesn't scare the shit out of you, I don't know if it's worth doing. It's a great point. All the stuff that scares the shit out of me, that's the stuff that like I say to yes to immediately. You know? Yeah, I get a comfort zone. Absolutely. Yeah, it's totally true. It's inspiring. You know the fear of it. Do you ever have to go to the bathroom while you're on stage? Any accidents? No, I've I've never had an accident. No, yeah, I've had a couple. But no, yeah. the older we get, though, the more we have to pee. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. Crazy. Like, there's no way I would never drink this tall boy before I was about to go up. And do you chew gum on stage? I do. Same. And it's it's a new thing for me. Mine's old because I copied Dave Gro- Dave Grohl. I, well, that's the thing that I think Dave is the one that really unlocked the secret. Here's what's what's happening is it <laughs> lubricates the throat without you having to drink so much. So you don't have to pee, but it's really hard to keep that gum in when you're singing. Hundred percent. So and I'm running around and I've spit yeah. it a couple of times. I almost choked on it. But it's really safe. <laughs> Sometimes it's it falls fun. on my sleeve. Yeah. It's, it's, it saves me as far as like yeah, exactly what you said. Like coating your throat. I think I think Grohl does bazooka gum. I'm not sure. Does he? Oh, but how yeah. Much? 
bazooka? I don't know if it's true or not. That's like chewing sawdust. Like, I know, like old like tops fucking like like don't out quote of a me, I'm not dinosaur attacks back. But he inspired me just because it yeah. keeps everything moist. It's interesting. I I've been more of a spearmint uh, okay. trident guy. Okay. But I always carry a fucking like a, a magnum pack of it with me at all times now. Yeah, it's interesting. It's weird. Like the but things it, we do to secret. make ourselves like comfortable up there, I guess. You know? Oh yeah. Well now too, I have like more. My ritual now starts like an hour before I get to do the vocal warm up. That's I have, cool. I heat the the wrist and the shoulder. I do have this like thing called a power web that I got off Amazon. I just bought it for Adam too because he, oh, Willard, he just uh you know fell on his oh, motorcycle yeah, 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 broke yeah. his wrist. But uh, it's great, man. It's like you you push through and you can kind of stretch all the tendons in there. Um, so I did. I have that. I'll say this: the more I tour and I can get a really good scream without damaging, but I'm not using breath. Yes. Like a like a, like a that kind of thing. That feels like it hurts my throat more than actually screaming it out. But I, I can get to a point where, even though I sound super froggy right now, I can get to a point where I can do a pretty good, like, like uh, almost like like a breakup black metal-y scream without mm. damaging anything. And I can do it, like, from go from that to a sing to a back back and forth pretty good. Like, like oh, Jamie Joss is more like, uh, does some people just scream and go back? Maybe Jesse from Stick to Your Guns where they do the scream and the sing. That's yeah. incredible to me. And you, you didn't really talk on the mic, huh? No, no, not you never really. say anything really? I mean, well, every once in a while, but I feel like then it turns into like a stand-up thing and it's like you're talking over each other yeah, and you, it gets weird, especially like in an arena like there's that slap back and you have to wait for somebody else to like talk. It, you know, yeah. If you haven't planned it out, it's not. it doesn't work. go great. Yeah, I'll, so I'll just talk to him on on. I'll just yell in his ear. And you have in ear monitors? Yeah. Well, this is the first. I tried. This is the first tour hard. I've actually done in ears, and I fucking love it now. Okay. I always hated it. Okay. Always hated. It. I was it's always hard. On the wedge. You like move around, like yeah, lose it. You still feel the power on stage? Obviously, you do. I do now. Yeah. But when I tried it the first time, like you know, technology has definitely changed. Uh, now I love it. Then I hated it. It didn't yeah. feel real. It felt like you were playing in like one of those like line six pogs. And it's like uncomfortable too. It's like just kind of, but now yes. yeah, I used to it. But now, like I got these molds, um, and uh, they're the uh, Jerry something audio. But um, um, they go in so far, okay, that it's you're totally removed. And now we also have audience monks that we pump in, okay. so we can control the volume of it, which is actually really helpful. Yeah, so you amazing. know that you're playing in front of people. That was one of the things I hated was that it cut you off from the crowd completely. So yeah. like, I want I need that like that room sound. Yeah. Now you can do that, but it, it you can kind of dial it back so it's not overwhelming and you can definitely hear more better. So what is the next show? Um next show is Vegas. Oh, that's right. So on Friday, uh we go we go over there. Uh I do Saturday and Sunday, and then I'm gonna go home for a couple of days, and then I'm gonna come back and do the next round. Uh, it's a, another one show in, in Vegas. And then I go home. Practice with Dunes, then come back out to California, and our release shows, eleventh. Uh, I think we're doing um, an in store at Fingerprints. Oh, okay. Records. I'm coming to that. November eleventh. Oh, okay. And then the twelfth, we're in Garden Grove. Fourteenth, we're at the Troubadour, and then there's a couple more dates. And that's the rest of the year, yeah. And yeah, and then I got a, a, a Mexican festival in Mexico City. We're doing My Chem and Dunes, and then I come back to the East Coast and do more Dune shows, and then I'm done wow, for the year. Wow, man! So double yeah. duty. Yeah. So busy, man. So I love it though. We, we went from like just kind of being stand still and like that's the thing. Yeah, it, I've never in my life gone from like oh project to project to project. It's always been like everything at once and then nothing. Yeah, you know? and that's just the way it is. 
Yeah, and I think music is so essential. And when like everything got shut, it was like music was like the lowest on the, t- on the totem pole as far as like when's this going to happen? Is this yeah. ever going to happen again? But it's such it's such a healing thing, it you really know. Is. It's so powerful. Oh God! It brings so many people together, and it's like, and w- it's not just us like performing, but also us loving to go to shows as well and sing along and seeing our favorite bands. Yeah. And it's like there's nothing like it. I know, man. Nothing and I like felt like it. there was something missing when all of a sudden that stops and like there's a piece of you like you're not there with your friends playing shows and it's just like this part of your heart that's like gone for like two years you know what yeah. I mean no absolutely and we're we going to get that back or fill that void but obviously so it's scary. back and it's just thriving and everybody's on tour and it's hard to get a tour bus and everything's overbooked <laughs> yeah, and this yeah. show is every fucking night yeah went to five shows last week I saw Wu-Tang one night oh wow Quicksand one night Verbal Assault one night Skull, The Bronx that's awesome. It was fucking crazy, man. It's just like, I feel like I was on tour. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, and now it's just, you've been going to shows too, you've been too busy. I've been trying, you know, that's the thing, right? It's like, on your one night off, do you want to go see a show? Like, nah. it depends on the band. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, like, Riot Fest, I, I stayed the extra day. I saw Sunny Day Real Estate and the Misfits when have to. That was nice. amazing. Um, and then, other than that, though, like, on this tour, I haven't. Uh, there was one opportunity I had missed to to go do my rehearsal with Dunes, but I missed Rammstein and I really fucking. I heard they really kill it, man. Oh. I'm not familiar with them. I, my friend when he said, "Yo, it's fucking." I think it's crazy. one of those things where you don't have to be. Okay. It's about the show. It's you intense, know? right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen them live, but I've seen video, and I can't. I, it looks amazing. I like to see. I would like to see that for sure. I would too. Yeah, I'm like, and it's in the stadium, and there's fire and fucking it's and sick riffs. I mean, what Damn. else do you need? Are you listening to new music and checking out new always, bands? Always, yeah. You check out new hardcore bands or just try? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I like uh, Spy a lot from here. Um, Gulch, of course, is amazing. I can't believe they're they're, they're finishing, but um, this band Gel from New Jersey Gel's I just, amazing. I just I saw them with Verbal Salt like two weeks ago. I was like, holy shit! So good. And there's so Scowl many, too is great. Scowl's incredible too. Yeah, I had them on here. Um, I like the. I feel like there's a lot of new bands that are coming out that are like just fucking blowing my mind. Like I think Rob Brigade's great. Um, oh, Robert Gate, yeah. yeah. Um, jeez, there's so much amazing music. I, fucking chat pile. I mean, fantastic. I just saw Drug Church for the first time. I know they're Drug not Church new, is great. and no, but still, like, still great fucking bands. Yeah, and I feel like, oh, you know, I mean, we're older, so like the, these guys are like younger than us. You know what I mean? Yeah, this band ended from Baltimore is pretty sick. I just mm-hmm. heard this label called Flat Spot Records is signing like all these bands. It's nice, like, it's such a I new generation of hardcore bands and punk bands. There's some great labels, man. Uh, uh, Triple B is doing yep. great stuff. You know, Mind Force is a great fucking record, uh, record coming out. Um, everything too on uh, um, Closed Casket activities is like, I think is fantastic. Yeah. Um, you check. You like Turnstile? You check them I do. Out? Oh God, yeah. We just played with them. They, oh, you they did? did a couple of dates with us on uh, on this tour. Oh yeah, Fantastic. they play with you guys in North Carolina. I think my friend went to that show. Thank yeah, you. Absolutely. Yeah, they're they're, yeah. they're they're incredible too. They're killing it, oh, man. Fantastic, man. Yeah. And it's exciting. Really like, nice guys like, too. Yeah, it seemed like Blink coming back. It's just like, yeah. it's an exciting time. I feel like it for is. music. I totally agree. It's you know, uh, good energy. I don't know how much of it's being represented like in like the, um, I don't know. Is radio still a thing? No, right? Like, people nah. are just streaming whatever the fuck they want to listen to, and I think that's awesome. Yeah. And it's like the Wild West. Nobody's you know? counting on a hit single or just nah, put man. And that's the thing, right? Like, no you're pre- taking risks because, like, you don't fucking, it doesn't have, like, no one's telling you you can't. Yeah. And that's great. Yeah. Do you have any daily rituals? Um, you a coffee guy? I, I haven't had coffee in six months for my stomach. Why? And yeah. it's actually been awesome. Dude. I had incredible headaches, but. Yeah, you're like dehydrated and you get like. Yeah, headaches, yeah. Yeah. 
Dude, I haven't had coffee in almost four months. Okay. And I quit gluten too because I was oh, having. Wow. I've had stomach issues my whole life with being bloated, gassy, shitting yeah. myself, keeping one hundred, like all these problems. And I cut <laughs> out coffee uh-huh. and fucking gluten, man. It just wow. really helped me, man. You know what else is a fucked up thing? And I hated cutting it out. Was onions. Really? Onions, like the way that they you digest. I think like, if you, you have cut them out recently, problems, cut them out recently, and uh, it's been helpful. Have you? Have you? Are you still on this journey with like? Your issues and like lactose is all that cutting things out and trying to fix your yeah, stomach. Yeah, just trying to fix different things. Because that was the thing. I was like, I knew, I always knew I was lactose intolerant. Um, but then like, you know, you still like have bad days and you're like, what the fuck? What did, what did I eat that like fucked me up? You yeah. Know I mean? So like, you're still trying to like cut things know, out, cut put things, things out. In. Yeah, exactly. But you and, take you take pills for your stomach or for that? Yeah. And most, I I know a lot of it though is anxiety based. Uh, it's I get Such in my a own big head, thing, dude. You know, the brain is like. Fuck man, it's such a mystery and it such is. a powerful, like the most powerful, uh, you know, uh, I guess organ and muscle that we have. Like it's fucking crazy what we can do to ourselves, yeah, if we let it, you know. So that's a big deal. Um, I think, uh, you know, g- getting myself into a calm state, you know, meditation has been helpful. Um, but also like you do, you meditate every day. I I try to definitely on show days. What kind of meditation? Uh, just like you know, I have an app that okay. helps me like guide it through. I would love to get into like TD, but like I don't know. I, My wife I have does to find that. Right. Yeah, really. Yeah. Everyone I've talked to that does it like swears by it. Yeah, she just blocked me out whenever she wants and just going to <laughs> her zone. But like, yeah, I'd love to try meditation too or yoga. You do yoga? I don't. Okay. I'm yeah. very unflexible. I okay. wish I could. I've never sweated more than when I have done yoga. Same. I did it one time. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. I did the hot yoga. It was brutal. Oh, that, well that's, yeah, you jumped in the fire. Yeah, I'm never, (laughs) I'm never doing that shit again. So yoga, what about like, uh, I would like to be able to touch my toes. That'd be nice. Mm. Yeah. Do you touch your toes? Yeah. Yeah. I think I can, but I think I, I I think I have to bend my knees too much and I think like I'm cheating. Do you, um, so you don't do any caffeine really? Uh, I, I love soda. Okay. I do. Same as my wife. What do you drink? Uh, Coke is my favorite. That's hers too. Oh my god! But hers is fucking Diet Coke, bro. It's I love Diet Coke. Love. She Diet quit Coke. for eight months last year. I did a post about so proud. Everybody was so uh-huh. proud, and then oh yeah, we always go back. It's so cute. <laughs> like one day I'm gonna put it my wife on blast. One day I saw a big goat outside by our trash cans, and I was like, this motherfucker. And then I saw my wife. She goes. I'm back on. I'm just doing once a week. I'm like, cool, whatever. I'm not judging, whatever. And now she's <laughs> I'm full totally time judging. Again. Now she's full time again. Well, here's the thing, man. The, hard, fount, the fountain version too is just that's so all she gets good. with the ice at Seven Eleven. So fucking good. And she knows every Seven Eleven in Los Angeles. They know her there. Uh huh. And she, we have a ton. I'm in, I'm washing big goat cups in the fucking sink with regular <laughs> dishes. On our 10 year wedding anniversary, Rusty made her a custom big goat with wow. 10 diamonds on it. She still wears it, so I'm that enabling her. Rules. But like it's just her one thing. She Yo, doesn't DCs do anything are classy, else. man. DCs are classy. I like it. I like a good DC. But I will say this: a in full, a bottle, a yeah. full flavor. At the end of a day, a cold ass full flavor Coke. God damn. In the bottle in Europe too, with real sugar. Oh, I, you, you can get mean, them oh, here too. Yeah, you like a Mexico. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, yo. So you're Coca Cola every day? Oh my god, I love it. Is it, it. mostly diet? Mostly diet. And yeah. that's a good caffeine in that. Supposedly, yeah, well, yeah. I don't know. Well, here's the thing: I used to like Diet Pepsi, but they took the aspartame out, and it tastes like shit. And aspartame is the shit that's bad for us. <laughs> I know. Well, fuck it. So <laughs> yeah, but you live in LA. You know what you're breathing in. <laughs> I know that's true. You also diet. I have a Coke. God damn it. I know. I, in Europe, I have a Coke. That's like my treat. Like I'm uh, on yeah. vacation, I have like a Diet Coke or Coke Zero, Coke Zero, Coke Light, yeah. whatever in the bottle. I like him in the I think bottle. G lives on on zeros. He calls them Zeds. Okay. Like all day long, I, he's gonna get a uh, kidney stone. I don't want to wish it on him, but I think it, I'm scared for him. 
That's I'm waiting there's for sugar mine. in those. Oh yes, there is. Yeah, in the zeros. In the zeros, I don't think so. I think that's no sugar, right? Yeah. Non. There's something about a Coca Cola though, man. It's so fuck. good. So is, good. is that like your main thing? That that's my fix. Yeah. Okay. If I could, Coke in a cigarette would that that be? But I haven't smoked in like you know years and years. Years and years. Yeah. That was your thing, smoking most I of your life. I love smoking. Love it. <laughs> What'd you smoke? Uh, Marlboro is it? Yeah, they're like Marlboro Ultralights. Yeah. Didn't since you were a kid, kind of some teenager late. Yeah, years? Well, my mom was a smoker, so I would steal from her. My mom smoked too, and um, and that's how I got into it. And then, uh, yeah, and then I mean, that was the thing. Like you would go on tour and be like, "All right, I got seven dollars for the day, right? Or like five dollars <laughs> for the day. Like, how do I? What do I do? Cigarettes or or I eat? And you just get cigarettes. Damn. <laughs> you know. So cigarettes and coke. Cigarettes and coke. Were you a big man. drinker? No, never. No, really? I like weed, but okay, I never, weed, yeah. never like you know. I could. Here's the thing, like. I think I have I have a lot of uh, alcoholism in my family, so like if I drink, I'm drinking like I'm I'm going for it, mm-hmm. and uh, and so like I don't in, really yeah. like to drink because the next day I feel like shit and I can't fucking handle it. So you're just like a weed guy, weed and Coca Cola. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. You're chill. Keeps you chill, right? Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. I feel like now that everything's so regulated, like I don't even have to like I don't even do like analog anymore. Like you know you can just do like a fucking like a, a an edible or something like that, and like. And use it in a certain way to like kind of like calm your nerves and and, yeah. and just you know keep you legit. What like, about microdosing? People doing that a lot. Yeah, now. yeah, You've I done enjoy that? that. Yeah, and that really it, helps. It does, man, because like the stuff that you would like obsess over or rethink or overthink at the end of the day, like oh my god, it said this or it did this. What should I do? And like it keeps you up and like you're like eating away at yourself. Like it just kind of levels you out, mm. you know. And, For the day. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's. That's the way to be. And that's more natural than taking some pharmaceutical thing. Or I'd something. rather do that. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather do that if I could. You know. And how much how much weed do you smoke usually? Once? Not a lot. I mean, you know, uh, more edibles and yeah. Yeah, ten milligrams done, and I'm okay. I don't need to. I'm not trying to get stoned. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> but do you miss smoking cigarettes at all? No. Oh my god! Every second of every. My day. mom does too. She quit like fucking twenty Dude, years it's ago. It's the hardest thing in the world to walk away from. She was still see one. Like she still want. I go, do you miss it? She's like, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Why do you have one? Are you holding? No, but she smoked. <laughs> my mom. My mom smoked for like fifty years, bro. And then she Dude, quit. But it becomes friends. such a part of you. Here's the thing. It's in, it's the, yeah. It's that. It's the five minutes. Like, oh, mm. my Uber's coming. I got five minutes. I'm gonna smoke a cigarette. Or uh, oh, <laughs> we gotta do this thing. Um, I just have a cigarette real quick before this. Like that before stage. Oh, I'm gonna have a cigarette. Oh, encore. Come off the stage. All right, have a cigarette and then go back. Yeah, like that shit. Like, do you ever I, smoke on stage? I used to, yeah. Wow. Like a fucking scumbag. <laughs> but they don't then, let you do that shit no And more, then people right. smoke when they drink, too. That's part of the thing, that, too. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I only smoke when I drink. That's something yeah. people do when they're being social. <laughs> but I'm drunk right now. Yeah. But you know what I mean? That goes I know, yeah. Hand. It's crazy. Well, that's the thing. I think also, too, it helps people that with social anxiety because uh, if you're drinking, you're in a bar, it gives you an excuse to leave and reset. Mm. And only be in a smaller group of people. Yeah. And that was always a big thing for me, too. Like, I'm getting overwhelmed. I need to leave. What can I do? And not say like, oh, I just don't want to be, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's really what you're saying, you know, like, yeah. at least if I can get into a different environment, I, I will feel safer and like, you know, like the fresh air will kind of wash over me and I can smoke this cigarette and I can like think feel, about what I'm doing first. You feel better that you don't smoke cigarettes probably? You feel <sighs> a difference? Probably lungs? Yeah, I, yeah, 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 definitely. Um, and vaping, I think is a t- awful, th- I think that hurts. I heard more that's than, gnarly. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I did that for a little bit when, um, I, I did vaping a little bit. Like when we were doing the 2019 show, yeah. I started to get really nervous and I was like, all right, well I'm going to, I'm going to vape cause I don't want to smoke. And I ended up getting like chest pains. Oh wow. Yeah. I hated it. Yeah, it's gnarly. I don't even know what's in that so shit. So I stopped that shit. Yeah. I don't Damn. know. But yeah, I wouldn't do that anymore. Do you have any, um, major regrets in your life? 
Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that whole like it's it looks great on a T-shirt, like no regrets. <laughs> but I feel like if yeah, you don't totally. have regrets, like, did you really live life? True. You know what I mean? Like the decisions I made when I was seventeen or twenty or thirty. I don't know if I would make the same decisions now. You know, I, I love yeah. where I am and I wouldn't change a fucking thing because I love this. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and my family and everything that I'm doing right now. But yeah, I mean, there's certain things like we're like, ah, oh, why did I do that? Or why did I treat this person that way? Mm-hmm. Or why did, you know? Yeah. But I think that's just human being. That's life, life. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. You're optimist or pessimist. Uh, I think I'm a realist. Okay. That's what my wife says she is too as well. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately, Reality sucks sometimes. Totally, you know, um, especially now the world's crazy in this crazy world. Right yeah. But I will say this too: I think it's hard. Um, there's a a fine line, especially in like the the East Coast, um, like Italian mindset of like boasting and being fucking full of yourself and being and that fine line being confident and and being uh, you know. And knowing reality of things, like knowing okay. that there's pitfalls. So like yeah. there was always that, like trying to ride that line, because yeah. uh, you'll you get put in your place real real quick when you come home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. From tour and stuff like that. Like Are your parents they, strict. Um, they split up when I was three, divorced when I was seven. Okay. Uh, my, I mean, strict about certain things and and not strict about other things. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was it was. I don't think. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say it was like a, a real strict household. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's certain things that, you know, everybody has to deal with that are just unique to, to my upbringing. Yeah, I'm sure they're super proud of you. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, I think my, my dad, too, like, he had a hard time with me leaving school and doing all that shit because he knew the hardships of this. Yeah, And I think course. that that's the thing, right? Like, when, when you're in this, you know, you want to see your kid have a— have a wonderful life and you don't want to see them like suffer or go through shit. He always, his two things for me were like, listen, I want you to stay in school and do that stuff. But like, whatever you do, just don't go in the army and don't go to jail. Like Damn. whatever you do, like those are the two things you never, <laughs> yeah. I never want you to do. I was like, all right, well I'll, I'll try to my best to stay out of both of those. Did you ever get arrested? Um, not officially. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you like kind of a wild kid too. I mean, you know, I think we all were back then. Like you could, you could do a lot of we like crazy shit when we were kids. Yeah, for and sure. And get away with it. Yeah, you know? totally. Uh, the things that I did when I was like my kid's age, fuck, I can't. I, like if they were to do the sh- half the shit that I did. You I, out in the streets hanging. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Like we were just never home and there was nobody around to like tell us no. Like, you know, you yeah. just. There's something like, amazing about that freedom and just being like being, yeah. being out like that. and You grow up real quick. Or have to be back home when the street lights come on or. Something like that. Yeah. I guess it's called latchkey kids, always in the street, and just like freedom of being out there, just to find yourself and just, and, and and fuck up and fuck and up, get exactly. in trouble, make mistakes. Yeah, figure out your way to get out of trouble. How do I get out of this situation? And my mom not find out like that. That was a big mm. thing, you know. But I think as as fucked up and shitty as that sounds, like it helps you in life to like problem solve. Yeah, like things are going to go wrong. I'm not going to have somebody around me to like fucking fix this. How do I fix it? You know, especially when you're out on the road, you know, like touring, I toured at 17. Like that was my first tour. Like, you know, you have no money. You don't have a cell phone. No, man. You, have, you have a fucking Atlas. And Can you imagine your kids going on tour now at 17? No. Same with my size. It kind of trips me out. I'm like, damn, we're so young. Yeah. Yeah. Just to be out there in the world. Yes. I'd be scared. But I wish I had like the technology that they have now. I think yeah. it makes it, it does make it a little bit easier. I don't, not that I'm bitter about that, but I, I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But like we, you know. 
we knew like what it was like to like get to a fucking payphone to call a venue to MapQuest, be like, Are you all that be shit. there? Yeah. Yeah. When we show up, like that shit was real. Yeah. What if your kids want to be in bands? <sighs> you know, I mean, by all, I, it'd be, I feel like a real asshole to say no, right? Totally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Same with tattoos. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I just, here's the thing. I just want them to make the right decision with you. Like, you know, don't get a Smash Mouth tattoo right now. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how you're going to feel about that later. Like, you know, these certain mm-hmm. and also like, this is the artist that you should go to for that. I know this guy. Same. And you know what I mean? That kind of shit. Yeah. I had Max write to Dan Smith for his first tattoo when he turned 18. Nice. Like we have so many mutual friends, amazing tattoo artists. Dan's like, great, dude. He wanted to get a hand poked one in high school. I'm like, no, yeah. no, because that's like a trend. That Pinterest stuff. Yeah. yeah, just, yeah. yeah it's just like, but when yeah, just getting something tattoos. Something that turns into a bunch of butterflies or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like I can't say, I can't say anything about him getting tattooed. You know, my son was raised, never, he never had meat, but he's 19. He can eat whatever the hell he wants. He's never right. tried anything like me. You know, it's his choice. He's, a, he's going into the world. We do our best, the best we can, you know? That's the thing. You got to fill him with knowledge, and then they have to make their own decisions based yeah. on that, you know? And lead by example. I never pressured him to even, like, be straight edge or be a vegetarian or whatever. Like, he just saw how his we were as parents, you know? Like, yeah. And all his uncles and the people around him and stuff, you know? I think it's, yeah, that's the, that's the best way to, to, to learn and, and to raise him. I, I think, at least, you know? Yeah. The same thing we're trying to do. Are you a strict parent? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, there's certain things that I feel like, you know, like you need to take showers <laughs> yeah. and you need to do your homework. Clean your room. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the room thing is like, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. It's, really it's hard. hard. Yeah. Dude. They have, way, they, I have a lot of shit and they have way more shit than I have. And like, I, I feel like maybe my hoarding is, is, is dripped into them a little yeah. bit, but I, here's the thing. I'm big on like, I anchor memories and, and artistic things to objects yeah. So like, I collect things such from, as uh, everything, every, really toys, toys, records, records, t-shirts. Yes, fire stickers, t- Fu- yep. stubs, fucking bracelets. Damn. Of like you know like di- wow. everything. That's I have dope. everything. I try to collect everything. That's um, sick. It is until like you realize, oh man, like you need place for this. You have original my chem shirts. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I had a lot more, and at one point I I put in Tupperwares and mailed it to like um, we had a manager at the time they are going to put together like a, a book of stuff cool. and a photograph and I, and something happened and they lost stuff and I'm, some stuff ended up on eBay and that really killed me damn I ended up I was in, I was on tour once in Australia and these kids came to like we had like I'd done an in-store or something and sign a signing and they brought like all my laminates for like you know uh, 10 years worth like on this giant key ring that I had and they're like, are these real? We bought these on eBay for like fifteen hundred dollars. I was like, are you fucking kidding? Me? Oh my god, dude! They were lost I'll buy forever. them for you right now. I know, I know. I should have, but I Damn. felt bad about it. Yeah, I sold my laminates too a long time. I should have never done that. Yeah. Some old school ones, man, too. It sucks. I know. I just felt sometimes I like it's like cleaning out that other people get. And they might appreciate it more. I don't, I don't know. I get that because I lived yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like I'm getting to that point where I, I actually was thinking things. about doing that. Yeah. Mm. You know, like there's some like stuff Off that like maybe that. only ki- like like only I care about like. You know, like stage outfits that I wore. Like I remember the Ooh. show that I wore. Like when I had this, like shit, like that stuff from videos. I might, I have it everything. Like, I have the, uh, I have one of the original umbrellas from the Helena video. Like I have wow, all of it, dude. Yeah, holy shit, and stuff for your kids too. Like when you're gone, they have all this stuff of yours. Yeah, I hope so. I hope it's not like a you pay burden. for the college yeah. fund with this t-shirt you have, maybe, or like, you or they find know. me like dead under a pile of it, and <laughs> they're like, oh no. How are we going to get them out of it's there? It's cool to save those memories, especially for the kids and just people that are fans, too. Like, I People are going to so. hear us and go, oh, my God, how much is that umbrella? Yeah, where does he live? I can just break it. 
So you have like a whole thing all full of all your shit. Yeah, but it's like I will say this though. I I'm not like the kind of guy that has like a like a shrine to myself anymore. No, I know. It's like in a box Memories, in a closet. Dude. Yeah. Like damn. You ever all right, you you've toured for how many years now, right? Like, Long time. Like what do you do with all the stuff that like people give you like portraits of yourself and all this stuff like I have it saved. I have some I have yeah. that stuff too. Some stuff I have framed. Some I have it put in the closet. I have a photo yeah. albums. I put shit in the photo albums. I have that's bunch, great. I have those organized and labeled in my closet. So like that's the thing. Like you acquire all this yeah. stuff, you know. And you don't want to throw it away because yeah. But also gifts. you're not gonna like hang it up. Nah. Like, like into your house. Like oh, this is uh, 85 <laughs> portraits of me. <laughs> like your kid would grow up to be a fucking serial killer. No, like no, that'd no. be awful. You gotta save them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm sure you guys get so many gifts, dude. So much stuff. It's but, so and, nice. And, you know, know, and it's hard though. You can't save everything, I know. but you try. You know. Yeah. Because one day there's going to be that Toby Morris Museum where they're going to put in it. <laughs> but it's beautiful that impact and that just the power of music we talked about earlier. Just like, yeah, people just want to make gifts and draw pictures. You get tattoos of you. Just yeah. All that it's, stuff. it's incredible. It really is. I mean, it's flattering to be um, that important or, or to be the, the muse for somebody else's creative um, endeavor. Like, that's insane. I know, man. You know? So but being a fan of like music and stuff, I never was that. Like, I never got. I never got into that. Yeah, you got a couple band tats, so Misfits. I do, Fly. yeah, but like I never like was like, oh, I need to wait out and meet these people or like, nah. give them something of nah. mine. Like I never did that. It's a different generation, I think, different from yeah. how we grew up and the music we get into first, and like how you could actually just go over, like you said, this guy's playing the show, and there he is selling his T-shirts. After can right. say what's up to him. It wasn't like how my chems. You guys are in a different dimension of that where it's like it is bigger places. It is you guys are, you know what I mean? Yeah, but that. You're not untouchable either. You're a fucking very humble, down to earth person from New Jersey. You know my ass fucking dad. And you're in this band. Right. And you come from the roots of like DIY and we're all connected. It's a community. You but know? it's it it evolves and changes out of necessity because like yeah. I can't sell the t-shirts anymore. Like it would literally be impossible. You know what I mean? I like, know. Do people gets, recognize you in your town? Um, sometimes, but it, it, very rare. I feel like it's more like, you know, if you're at a show or if you're at like in the place of the thing where the person is, would um, imagine that you would be. Yeah. You not the grocery mean? store or shit nah, like that. Like, you know, if I get recognized at a Target, it's like, it's very far and few between. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, it's kind of cool though too. Oh yeah. It's awesome. My kids, they, they got to the point though where like they get, they, they get annoyed by the picture taking thing. It's like, yeah. really? Come on. Can we please? Cause, just it, cause you're just dad. Yeah, your dad. You're not like they're not impressed by that shit. And probably when they see you play even at the forum, like oh, that's my dad. Is that's what he does? Exactly. exactly. They're, they're, when they get old, they're gonna really realize the impact and all that stuff. But now, now, it, yeah, it's just silly. To, like my son's like, hey, do you think you can dedicate a song to me? I'm like, yeah, we could do that. He's like, <laughs> all right, but could you do it to like like my my code name? I'm like, uh, what's your code name? Uh, Anus Jones. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna dedicate a song to Anus Jones tonight, Dad. <laughs> like, what? Like, yeah, yeah, like, Wow! Yeah, like, they, they just they find it so hilarious. Like they want to do shit like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's fucking sweet, man. <laughs> it's so cool. Um, you're a sneakerhead too. I am. Yeah. You're a Nike guy. I am a Nike guy and Adidas. Like Dunks, Jordan. I'm wearing Jordans. These dunks right now. Yeah. You Jordans, work Jordans too. Yeah. I like Jordans a lot. Yeah. Jordan ones. Jordan ones are my favorite. Me too, man. They're so good. But f- I would go one, four, three. Okay. Are my favorites. I like the Jordan. fives are a little too chunky for me to wear. The fives, but I, yeah. I just got a, recently got a pair of low low fives. That I think are kind of. Cool. Did you get the four? I think they were the fours. They were the supreme camouflage ones. I didn't. I had those and I sold them. I wish I kept them. They're I fucking do have amazing, a, a pair bro. of uh, of camo SBs. Okay, I remember those lows. too. Yeah, and uh, I think I'm gonna get rid of them because they're too tight on me. Damn, I know. I had the. Um, I saw them on StockX just the other day for like 
Oh, you did? $600. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, so you have a bunch. You have a bunch. I got you. You have like unworn ones in the box? I do. Yeah. Damn. I know. So you've been doing, you've been into sneakers for a long time? A while. I think also, too, the older you get, like the more into comfort on your feet. 100%. Because Jordan ones are sick, but they're not the most comfortable. They're not walk around all day. That's true. Even dunks. Right. But I also feel like my feet have gotten bigger the older Mm. I got. Like now I'm a nine and a half. I, I was a nine. Weird. It's weird, right? You're expanding. Who knows? I'm jumping around all these years. Who Maybe. knows? But the Jordan ones I love because the original Jordan ones, canvas, were they're vegan by default. Ah. So the Jordan ones you see now, the black and reds, the blue and blacks, the gray and blacks, the white, red, and blacks, it's all synthetic, everything on them. That fucking rules. I did not know that. That's why you see- I thought the AKOs were the only, like, that's only the, canvas. So, sorry, that's uh, the yeah. ones. I'm all sorry. right, yeah, yeah. I said the wrong word. That's why you see Youth of Today wearing back in yeah. the day because when those came out- Everybody that was vegan was wearing like Chuck Taylors or Vans, like freezing to death in New York. Yeah. But was, also, isn't that something in the glue of some of those old Vans? It was like horse stuff. Yeah. But, but yeah, but not as of now, no. But I know you talked about that. And that was like a big, not just, it was true, but then it became like this thing forever. Like it didn't change, but it's right. changed since then. But those Jordans became like winter boots for everybody who were vegan straight edge in New York. Oh, yeah. they were, plus, they were dope, but also they were like, canvas and then the bones brigade warm i was like holy shit yeah they weren't wearing vans at that moment that's what really got me stoked on the jordan one then i finally saw the jordan documentary which i knew nothing about basketball which i know you do <laughs> and i had john sally on my podcast last week. oh really yeah oh, shit, we that's were, crazy he was sitting there and his legs were all the way over there i love, <laughs> I love you john sally my vegan illuminati friend and he broke down like getting the jordans and seeing them for the first time and oh, man jordan taking them off and him was like can I get can I get those? And Jordan's like, Why do you want my shoes? And he took them. Jordan signed him, and he still has them. Get the fuck out of here! No, man. People offered him like fifty G's for him. Oh yeah, and that's a that's a low ball probably. He, he's he was size fifteen, I think. Oh Jesus! And he's a sneakerhead too. Yeah, but he, we broke down the Jordan here and all that. It was just, it was phenomenal because I knew nothing about basketball until I saw that doc. I'd already known Sally. I was like, Holy shit! Uh-huh. John Sally's a badass, like trying to fight Jordan. Um, <laughs> so that was cool. Just the history of that Jordan one. Yeah, oh, that's that thing, man. That when that shoe came out, it changed everything. Yeah, I mean, not only were like they just beautiful shoes, but like still are still it's yeah still are like it just changed everything. Like it it it, it formed this culture around it. Yeah, you want you need, you wanted it so bad. Yeah, I remember like you know, people George, risked their lives for those. Yeah, shoes oh my god. Then. Yeah, dude. but that was the thing. Like yeah, you wanted to go to you wanted to go to McDonald's to get the the Jordan burger. You wanted the shoes. You wanted to drink Gatorade. You just wanted to be Mike. You wanted to be like you Mike. were like that yeah. too, right? Oh my god, I had the VH. I watched you know come fly with me like fucking eight hundred times. Like wow. it was just that was huge. And then also too, I mean, like I was always a Knicks fan. I only like teams that lose, <laughs> but you know then that underdogs, yeah, dude. And then the dunk happened, and it was like, oh my god, damn! Remember the pigeon dunk, dude? People got stabbed. Like that was I saw the documentary about it. People that was crazy in New York, man. That that dunk came out. Yeah, well. You know, it's just it's 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 hard to because you have this love for this player that every year beats your team, but he was like <laughs> he was such a god. I know, you know. Man. I mean, it's superhero man. It's incredible, yeah, man. Seriously, but it's crazy seeing like in that doc, like because of John Sally and his crew, the Detroit Pistons, he had to pack on all that weight to get stronger to yeah. defend himself physically because like people just wanted to take him down, bro. It was like that documentary was amazing. I watched that documentary like. I have my Quite son watch because my son's not familiar with basketball, but it's just like, anyway, we love sneakers. That's cool. You always love sneakers. Yeah. So Nike only. I just got my first pair of New Balance because oh nice. Uh, my friend Rappaport inspired me to get me. Said they're the best, most comfortable shoes. That's all he wears. I got them. 
I look like Larry David. They're all gray. <laughs> They're so comfortable. I don't know what I'm going to wear them with. They're just gray. Listen, and I just want a pair of like dad okay. sneakers at 52. Those are good. But <laughs> if you want the most comfortable shoes you've ever had, Hoka. That's what I'm hearing, man. They're the Dude, running shoes. Oh, my God. And Here's you, the thing. Your foot does one of these. So yeah. it, like, it curves. And you're in this constant like half circle. It is the most comfortable shoe I've ever put in my entire okay. life. Okay, I'm gonna get them because everybody tells me about it. I I went I found a, a like a running store and I got I got like two for the price of one. Ooh. They're unreal. Now do they size your foot there and check out the people there? Did okay, it, it was crazy and like they like pulled out every model that they had. I think I got the Cliftons and something else. But and they're sick to run and they're amazing. Oh my god. Okay. Unreal. What do you it's wear crazy. on stage? You wear Jordans on stage. Jordans on stage. It's hard. It's hard to jump around those though. Yeah. It's not that bad. Yeah. I used to do it in cons. I used to do it in docks. Damn. Yeah. Brutal. Brutal. Converse I can't anymore. Too. I can't. Yeah. It's crazy how Ramones only rocked Converse like all those years. It's just like. I know. It's so bad. I, they I, look I, cool as fuck though. They're cool. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like that silhouette, like you don't want to fuck with. But, but <laughs> I feel like the 77 version of that, like the heritage version mm. that they put out does have a little bit more cushion in there. The pro kids. It's crazy that the basketball players were rocking Converse and all that I stuff know. too. And jumping. Yeah. So it definitely wasn't the shoe. I guess not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I will say, it best well got like everybody got better when the shoes came out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's like, true. Yeah, but the Jordan, yeah, I still fuck with the Jordan. Oh Hopefully, I know Billy dropped some Jordans that was sick. The 11s are nice. Yeah, there's a lot of straps on those things. Yeah, but the, no, the Jordan <laughs> she dropped last year, the Jordan ones, they were all fluorescent. Oh yeah, fluorescent green. Yes, those were sick. Those were sick. Yes. Yeah, the new ones. Yeah, the new ones, the Air Force Ones. They sent me some it's, of those. Uh, yeah, a lot of straps, but they're crazy. Yeah, they're I like that they're vegan. They're, it makes me happy. The Air I like Force that. Ones. That's cool. that, um, and then. Also, Liquid Death. I mean, uh, I appreciate your love for Liquid Death. Oh I started God. sending it to you. I heard you yes. loved it. And then, like... You keep our whole family hydrated, man. <laughs> I really appreciate that shit. Seriously. And, and got, they have we, the best fucking merch, for real. The merch is sick, too. It's sick. And we got some to you on the tour, too, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, thank you. Yeah, but I appreciate your support with that, too, oh, man. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Um, and then social media. Like, how much are you on social media? Um, Do you check your DMs? I I only talk to people that, like, I follow or that I fuck okay, with. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, I feel like I'm sure you get fucking crazy messages. You do like a lot of mess people trying to talk to you. I there. think though that's why I don't do Twitter as much because it it turned into like this like like everything's a fight. Like everyone has an opinion that they really want to fight about, and you never win an argument on the internet. Ever. No, ever, 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 ever. And so it's just kind of shouting into the void, and I, I don't <laughs> like that kind of stuff. So like if 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 we know each other, I I want to have like it's a way that I communicate, and I do want to post things, and also do like. You know, we doing what we do. Like social social media is a necessity. It really totally, is. man. You know, like, everything. It's so it's important. crazy, man. Like every you know any record label or anything like we'll ask like, oh, well, how many followers? It's it, like, <laughs> yeah. it, it becomes this like, it's your credentials or your you know like, it's your resume. It's yeah, it's your reds. It is, and it's it's kind of crazy. I know. But uh, it's not my favorite thing in the world. But I do like uh, I like Instagram. I do. Yeah, me too. That's all mine. You know, Twitter, I, I feel Twitter, like I have, I have more control account. over it. You do Facebook, none of that shit, yeah. I don't no, I don't do Facebook, yeah. So so you def and what about like what about comments? Do you read comments, negative or positive? Mm, I mean and would you let negative I'm a one human being. You? Oh, to, I only listen to the negatives. <laughs> of course. I mean <laughs> you Do you know. actually read negative ones and stuff like uh, that? Uh it depends. I try not to. Or negative reviews, message boards, it's old school. <sighs> I feel like I'd be lying if I said I didn't. You know, Same, you know. Strikes, yeah, it strikes a nerve. It man. does, man. And it I think uh, it doesn't change anything about uh, how we, about who we are, and how we live our lives. But everybody has an opinion. Obviously. Yeah, and and you know, you're just you're human. So like, it's you know that you shouldn't. 
you know, you, you understand that it's it's all bullshit anyway. Totally. And it doesn't fucking matter. Bots and private accounts, all yeah, that shit. Yeah, but you still do. When, if, you, if, if, if it's there, you're going to click it. You and know? when you dwell upon one negative comment of a thousand great ones? Probably that'll be the one I remember. Damn. Yeah. You know. Isn't that weird? It, it is weird. But, but, that's, but that's also because we nature. do take things personal because if this is your passion, this is your heart, you wear your heart in your sleeve, this is everything you put into the world, your blood, sweat, and tears, your sacrifices, and everything you're posting about is the shit you love and it's who you are and you believe it, of course you're going to take Yeah. It's going to hurt a little bit. Well, you have to be sensitive in order to do what we do. Yes. You know, and 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 you have to have a thick and thin skin at the same time yeah. in order to do this. And I think social media gives people a thicker skin. I think so. Well, I think it, I would hope so. You know, the social media thing is like, yeah, that 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 forms the callus. I think is like you 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 have to you take that with a grain of salt because it's you know it's it's the loudest, <clears throat> smallest group of people. You know what I mean? Yeah, good point. Like that that's and and really does it have like it doesn't affect, affect real, your life. real life. It really and, and, doesn't. Yeah, and like you know, it's and online. It's, shit. it's hard to to Separate. get to that con- like that realization. But once you do, like it's okay. Yeah. You know, like. That's why I love this, having conversations face-to-face. We're not oh, on the phones, yeah. we're just talking. It's so important, man, that human connection. I agree. Which has been lost. And I feel like before the pandemic, that's what people talked about. Everybody's on their phones. Nobody's checking in with each other. Mm-hmm. You see a photo there somewhere. Looks like they're okay, but maybe they're not okay. Maybe, maybe it's just a photo. But then I feel like the social media during the pandemic, everybody was sitting still. And I feel like it did have a positive effect on as far as connecting people, see how they're doing in different countries, oh, yeah. how the COVID's affecting different people. It was almost... That felt ca- kind of positive. Besides all the fucking crazy politics every day oh being God, hammered I in know. the heads. The thing that it's I draining, get bro. Um, worried about or scared about is that like, you know, like y- you see all these things in your feed, but you don't really know what's real and what's being, you know, like manipulated for your totally. attention. And, and that's why like, and I, what I really dislike about social media is that the whole thing where you have to have an opinion like five seconds into an event. That happened where you, you don't, don't know you anything don't care, about. Yeah, and your and your and your silence is violence. And if you don't do this right thing or this right post, yeah. And then next week when you when when you do find out what happened, your opinion was wrong. And then how could you do that? You know, it's like I know man. you you never win. You'll never do You'll the never right win. thing. And uh, and I'd like to be educated on something before I speak on it. If I if it's hundred percent. So it's so uh, that, true, that man. Up. Like something's happening right now in the world. What, what's your opinion? Say something. Speak yeah. for this. Speak for that. I get DMs tagging me. Do this. Post this. Post that. I don't even know what it is. I'm not going to do that. Like exactly. You want to learn about it first. Yeah. But then, like, you're then you don't care if you don't. Exactly. And that sucks. It does. You know, it's a lot of pressure. What if we're not political? What if we're not this and that? What if we're just us and we don't? I don't know. It's mm-hmm. hard, man. It and is cancel culture and just everything like that. There's so much. Everybody's out walking on eggshells. Exactly. Just to be yourself and express yourself. Yeah, and on your and is that okay? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean, like. Listen, I, I'm a, I'm a dad, and I just I write songs. Like that's that's, that's where I'm at. Like I don't I don't I don't know what happened on your block, you know, just now. Like yeah, I'm or not, in your country. Yeah, I'm not there. Anything. I would love to learn more if if you can give me a reputable source. Yeah, but you know, if you're gonna ask my opinion right now, I gotta have no comment. It's hard. It's hard to navigate. Yeah, it really is, man. It's fucking. And that goes back to us, you know, the ability to make a mistake. Yes, it'd be human. Yeah. Is there some music you listen to that people would be shocked that, that you listen to? Something not know. a guilty pleasure because I'm not. Yeah. I, I'm straight up love Coldplay. I ain't guilty of any of that shit. I love what I love, and I always talk about it. But something people would be surprised you like? Are you a big hip hop head? I, I do like hip hop. You know, I, I like uh, I like certain artists. I mean, I like everything. Yeah, really. Um, it's it's 
uh, my taste is 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 extremely varied. I love that. Um, so I don't. Yeah, I don't know if anybody would be like surprised. Yeah. Uh, or and I don't believe in the guilty pleasure thing either. Me either man. Like if I like it, I like it, and I don't care man. that people don't. I like Drake. I'm not scared to say. No, it. I think Drake's great. I like Drake. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to some other people would think they'd be surprised. I like. I don't know. Definitely Drake. Definitely people co- know Coldplay. Uh, I love you too. Yeah, Incredible. there's certain de- there's definitely certain artists where like I don't understand, and I, but, <laughs> I what, <laughs> you know like like I don't like I don't understand, understand like, how, how yeah understand. like how they've gotten so massive or like mm. like like a lot like everybody loves this thing I'm like ah, really I don't I don't get it you know but I've I've gotten to the point where I'm old enough to understand like I like just because I don't like it or I I don't get it it's it doesn't suck it's just not made for me hundred percent you know and that's fine that's a hundred percent it's you not know? made for my generation or my age group yeah, or it's just like. like that shit wasn't made for me. Yeah, and things okay. change, and, and they, uh, yeah, this new generation style. Some of the stuff my son brings home, some of the mumble rap, I'm like, I don't fuck with this. But also, yeah. my son listens to Tribe and De La and Nas and Wu Tang. Yeah. He listens to all the stuff I grew up on, which is great. But he also finds his own music and brings it home. And some of the stuff's catchy and cool. Right. Little Yachty, there's some stuff he's played for me that um, I like. Yeah. Do your kids play music for you that turn you on to music? Yeah, it's funny. Like, my kids have, have like, 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 everyone in the house is a, a huge Beatles fan. Like that's awesome. straight up. That's it. And it's like, I don't Universal. trust people that aren't okay. <laughs> like, like if you have a, like a problem with the Beatles and like, I know that you, you're already positioning to say something fucking really dumb. And I'm like, <laughs> I know we're not going to hang out. Um, so like, that's a, that's a must. Mm. Um, but like the fact that like they know who Tom Petty is and they can pick out a song Ooh. and stuff like that. Like my son one time like walked up to a lady in the store. And she he was like, she looks like Tom Petty. Which I thought that was really funny, but, um, love Tom Petty. Love Tom Petty. Uh, but my girls are more like uh, you know getting into pop music. Uh, uh, Olivia Rodrigo, I think yes. they like that record. Yeah. Uh, my my one daughter Cherry, she loves Adele. That's her favorite. I love artist Adele of all too. Time. Fantastic. I have Adele tattoo. Love her. What what is is it her face? My, you know Mike Judge, the band yes. Judge. Yeah. Mike Judge tattoo Adele on me. Nice. <laughs> he just wrote her name on me. <laughs> I just love her music. It makes me feel. Oh, she's I, I've seen her a million times. She's fucking. I love her, dude. I've never seen her. I really would love to go. It, it's incredible, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, un- unbelievable voice. So that, that's that. Uh, my other daughter, her favorite band of all time is Weezer. Sick. Great Sick. band. Love that band. We just actually just got to see them uh, at a festival. Awesome. And that was great. Oh, I saw, and, I saw you post that. That's right. Yeah. And then uh, my son, he loves Maiden and uh, uh, Magic Dragons and, and, uh, and Smash Mouth. So it's a, it's a very varied playlist. When is we it the, the Smash car. Mouth Shrek song only? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. That's what Max, yeah, that's yeah, what Max yeah, yeah. love growing yeah. up. The same one song. Yeah. I don't think he knows that there's any other songs. <laughs> Damn. It's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. I know. We, I know. We, we're, close, we're running the shop right now. I'm going to check all my notes. We sure got all my stuff for Frankie. <laughs> so we got LS Dunes coming out. Yes. November 11th. Yeah. And the UK 11, tour 11. is 2023. Um, and then you already said the shows you have coming up. And there's also uh, FrankieIero.com. People can find your stuff there. And Frankie must die on social media. Um. Trying to make sure I covered all my stuff yeah, with you, man. my friend. No, you got a lot of sheets this over been, there. This has been great, man. I'm so happy to have you here. Like I'll we've been talking about man. this for a couple of years. I know COVID came, all that stuff, man. Yeah. And I'm psyched having my kitchen under your busy man. Oh, it's my um, pleasure, my pleasure. This is uh I'm excited. It's excited to see what happens next for my cam, if there's new music or anything. Or even just these tours, man. You know, it, that's the thing. I feel like if it were to end on this, I feel like we we did it justice. And I feel like there was closure and a and a wonderful like goodbye to it you know yeah i think it'd be a shame if 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 this was it but i think it would be okay yeah you know and this episode is this is out right now and it's your birthday so happy happy birthday thank you so much and happy halloween it. yes so you're 41 today 41 
Yeah. And you were born on Halloween, which is fucking... Is Halloween your favorite holiday, too? It is my favorite holiday, Did did Halloween affect your presents for your birthday, or was it always a beautiful celebration? It was always the raddest, because, like, (laughs) I would get presents, and then I could go out and, like, and just fuck around all night and get candy. Yeah. the greatest. And you love Halloween? That's my favorite. Okay. Yeah. So you you go hard on Halloween still? Try. And your kids love Halloween? They do, yeah. Because it's their dad's birthday. They got to go hard for their dad. They do. And, yeah, I will say this, like, jerseys can be sketchy at times, and it's like... You know, sometimes we we've had a cancellation of Halloween because like oh there's a storm or like blah blah. Yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. So, but knock on for Michael, like you know, I think uh, I think this year's gonna be good, man. It's on a Monday, which uh, yeah, it is but, weird. Yeah, I always but, thought kids should have school the next day. I agree. I it's, agree. It's a hard. It's a hard waking up, even for adults. The next like the That's candy a, hangover and the right Halloween yeah. thing. I, I think it should be more of a holiday. I don't like when they try to encroach. Uh, the Christmas on it that that pisses me off. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. You're only 41. All the stuff you've done in your life, though, it's pretty inspiring, man. Uh-huh. Like, Thank like, you, man. like your journey, your career, and where you're at. You know what I mean? Like, I feel very fortunate. I, I feel like uh, I've gotten to do everything that I've I've wanted to do and, yeah. and things I've set out to do. And I mean, to you're in a good place in your life. Yeah, man. Like, it's it's pretty damn good. And you're super talented and creative, and you're working on all kinds of things. That's and kind you, of you, you stay. Yeah, you stay like. Doing stuff that makes you happy. It's so yeah. important. And like I said, it, it's not one of those things where it's like you, you do it just because you, you want to. You do it because you have to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it becomes such a part of you, your DNA. Yeah. It's just what you do. Yeah. You know, I don't know any other way. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked for your future and see what's next, you know. Oh, thank you, Toby. I appreciate it, man. And thanks for being here. And thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, you can catch Mike Kim on the road. A couple more shows this year. You can look at their website, right? Yeah. Find all your shit. That's true. And, uh. We're going to hang soon. Get some sneakers next time. Fuck yeah. I'm down. I'm Are you down. trying to place to get That's Jordans? I, I really picked the Jordans in a while. Yeah. You have sneaker spots in LA? You know, I the resale thing is, it's rough, man. Oh yeah, it's resale. Goat and Grail. Yeah. My son still sells stuff on there. Whenever I go into a store and I see they're all wrapped in plastic, I go, oh, shit, oh yeah, Fight Club. It's going to be a fuck one. <laughs> it's going to get so fucked here. It's so man. It's crazy. You should be in that complex show. I'm going to put it out there. That complex show where they take different artists and they take I them love, shopping. Yeah, I love watching those. I'm going to put that in the atmosphere right now. Put you should be universe. on there. I just saw Mike Tyson was on there. Fuck. Like all, all kinds of people go on there. That's the thing. That'd be sick because I think people would be stoked to even know you love sneakers and see you buying sneakers. Oh, I'd love I would. Yes, that's a show I would do. Okay, we're going to make it happen. <laughs> All right, deal. All right, thank you, brother. My pleasure. Bye. We'll be like top five inspirations for you. It could be like a author, a writer, a musician. Oh, a okay. Family um, member. Well, all right, so top number one spot is going to be my dad and my grandfather because they awesome. were musicians I looked up to. And I get to watch them play and then like go to like the diner afterwards and like, like hang out with these jazz cats. And that was like, the diner is so New Jersey. Oh, totally. I'm thinking that, but, but that's the thing. It felt like this secret society that I wanted to be a part of, you know? Yeah. So, all right. So that's number one spot. Um, two, I get to share a stage with Ray Toro and, and G who, I mean, just as far as like artistry, like Ray Toro is, I think one of the greatest musicians I've ever seen. Greatest guitar player I've ever played with. Ripper. Un- unbelievable. And, and just like, so giving with their, you know, like their knowledge and 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 just amazing people to be around. I love how the like crowd inspiring. goes crazy for him when he's doing the leads. Oh my and stuff. god, it's dude, like he's unfucking so believable. Cool. I've never seen anybody play like him. Uh, so th- those are like the ones that I'm close with. Uh, yeah, Richie Havens was a, a singer songwriter that my dad took me to go see uh, when I was young, and he was a giant inspiration of why I wanted to play guitar and why I wanted to play guitar the way I played. Um, and then as far as like, you know, other. Uh, I guess like authors and stuff like that. Uh, Kurt Vonnegut was a okay. huge thing for me, uh, as well as Stephen King. I just I'm, Stephen King, yeah, one of my favorite authors. Um, what about groups? 
groups? I know one you're going to say. Oh, yeah? Let me, let's see. Uh, well, the Beatles, uh, let's see, Beatles, Nirvana, Wu-Tang. Like, nice. They were like my f- top artists wow. growing up. That That's was it. a great mix. That was it. Um, How about some Misfits in there? Misfits, absolutely. Because they're Jersey Any, too, Anything man. Danzig, really. Okay. I mean, anything Danzig. Damn. That, that he was, he, he was always the go-to. It was like, it was like Jordan, Danzig, and Tyson were like the people like, wow. that was sort of like my icons as a kid. I love that, You man. know? Uh, I but, never knew you were a basketball guy. That's one yeah, thing I learned to. It's awesome. It's funny. Yeah. I mean, but... I gotta say, like it's like really like '90s basketball is where my my lore lays, because okay. that was like what I grew up on, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was the time when like I, my dad would take me to see games. And I got to see Bird play. I got to see Magic play. I got to see Jordan play. Wow! Like so it was, Jordan play. Wow. Yeah, I got to see Shaq tear down a fucking basketball hoop in in Jersey. It was crazy. So it was in '80s. No, that was '90s. Okay, '90s. Yeah. Okay, wow. And he was on the Magic at that point. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it was nuts. That's incredible, that was, like, man. Year. Yeah. You still keep up in basketball? I don't as much. I, I, you know, I watch football and and, and basketball and, and soccer, but uh, Premier League is like if I can watch a Liverpool game, I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again, bro. Pleasure. This man. is your life. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, people always ask me what kind of frames I'm rocking. I've been rocking Caddis for a couple of years. They make amazing progressive readers, which I wear. Also, they make sunglass readers, anti glare, anti smudge coating, anti scratch, and anti aging. That's why I look mad young when I wear them. I'm just kidding. Um, but they make amazing frames. Cat is so stoked to have you guys part of the podcast. You can go to catislife.com slash Toby10 and get $10 off your first purchase. Stoked. Thank you, Cat. Welcome to the fam. Yo, yo, Liquid Death. Thank you so much for hydrating all my guests, taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water. Love your brand. Love what you stand for. Love what you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. They have now blessed me with my own code. So if you go to liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst. Stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives.